Hello and welcome. Peace you, be with you. You have arrived at the Dweebros podcast for the month of July. <laughs> podcast 19. What's uh, 19? We're legal now. Yeah. I mean, we were legal. Oh, dude, we're yeah, we're extra legal now. Yeah. When you're 19, you ever heard of like when you tried to get into like girls were trying to get into bars, you've ever heard like, oh, yeah, don't say you're eight. 18, or if you're so trying you're, to get into an 18 yeah. something, you always yeah. say like you're 19. Yeah, yeah. you always want to go a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned that in Neon Demon. Uh, check that out uh, at your local theater. <laughs> it's still hey, gone. Neon Demon is a great movie to watch with your parents. Yeah, um, bring grandma, bring grandma. She might go, Wow, you know, I think my grandma nice. loves it. Yeah, it's, it's right a real period piece. Yeah, what's that supposed to mean? It's set in the period of now. Oh, I thought you were just okay. Yeah, I really. I it's got maybe it's got my favorite line maybe of any movie in the last few years. Your name is Bean. There's a guy. <laughs> there's a character that is very in that movie that's very like full of himself. Hollywood, Hollywood, and and uh, this girl main character in the film, young girl. Has, she's like 17, 16. but says she's nineteen. But she says she's nineteen. Oh, yeah. that's so she's right. there with her little high school sweetheart named Dean. His name's Dean. His name's Dean. He pulls up and she... And, and they're at a like, diner. They're at a diner. And she and goes she, up to she that She goes up to that guy. guy with he's with boyfriend. these two women. And he goes, yeah, this is how my... Uh, I want you to introduce you. This is my boyfriend, Dean. And he goes, Bean? Your name's Bean? And I think he calls him that again. <laughs> it's just guys, like... It just is the most weird thing yeah, that happened. I think you've shown me a video about this. It's, it's so like, good. Yeah, yeah so, man. And then check that, out Neon yeah, Demon. Yeah, it's great. Uh, but, PG uh, fun. If you're not checking out Neon Demon, uh, maybe you want to talk games. Games, baby. That's what we're all about on this channel. Woo! Video games, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. what yes. games has Jacob Ware been playing? Oh, I just put my hand up. Wasn't yeah, you put your hand up. I was going to let you okay. speak first. Um, man, I feel like it's been... Forever. What are you since playing? You, since you played it. <laughs> <laughs> Get to it. We're dying. I just want to know. Um, Pokemon, man. A lot of Pokemon. Bro, Pokemon. A lot of Pokemon. I've heard you've gone You're off the rails freak, on Pokemon so, from this guy. So can we talk yeah. Can we talk about Jacob Ward tendencies? I've only every seen you play screen, I walked through your room the other day, and every screen in your room, which is several, had something Pokemon <laughs> on it. Like... Can you guys documentary, video game, wiki chart? Like, (laughs) I want to know just because I've I've known you guys for a while now. You know, we've done almost twenty podcasts together. This will be our twentieth podcast. When Jacob does something, what does he do? You just really dive deep into it, and you lose yourself. You kind of lose who you are. You free fall. I go right in, and I'm I'm talking like money's not an issue. I'll I'll go in debt for it. You saw all those Marvel. Did you movies. buy a Pokemon? At Marvel, hey, Marvel <laughs> saw Infinity War. You know what? You bought every Marvel. Film. Hey, you yeah. know what's funny? Still have not watched them all. Dude, <laughs> I went really fast through like the first eight, and then I don't know what happened. I fell off of hard. Hey, I, I feel like, like you start, can't watch all of them. Hey, yeah, yeah I, I fell off back. really hard. You start doing other things, and you're like, Marvel made a movie. Like you kind yeah. of just forget. After Pokemon, Infinity War, I was like, I can't wait for Ant Man, and now I'm like, Ant Man. Well, Infinity War, Infinity War's coming out. On DVD, sooner than later. So I'll probably get that to you, anyways. But Pokemon has found its way back into my life, and it's probably because of all the hype God, coming to the Switch. James, hey, Pokemon, let's go. So let's go, Pokemon is kind of getting me like 
Let's go, let's go, let's go, Pokemon, Pokemon. They Pokemon. said let's go, and you said okay, okay. Like here, we're I all mean, slaves. I said this like I don't have a 3ds, so I was like, I'll just emulate it. And then I was like, you know what? I want to be legitimate. So I went back and I went to our local arcade that we did a podcast on in. Okay, they had a new arcade 3ds. Okay. Pretty Shouts good price. Out arcade Legacy. Thank you. So I went out and got that. But then I realized I don't have no Pokemon games. You got to fix that now, Jacob. And those are not cheap on eBay. No, I didn't buy them on eBay. I bought them from our local arcade. Okay, um, they're still kind of like pricier. Yeah, it's it's they're definitely still each every single one of them are over thirty dollars. Yeah, they so, do, they do not go down. Yeah, it's it's not. Wait, I have a question about that. I see a lot that cartridge based games have memory issues. Do those have memory issues? I don't know about the DS, the DS ones. But the I don't Boy, think so. Advance or Game Boy, Game Color. Boy Advance, yes, and Color, the sure. Color and the right oh yeah, Color yeah. they run off the battery. They have a, the internal battery they run mm-hmm. off of, so people just open them up and replace it. But I feel like with the advanced versions, something was a little bit better about that. Okay. But, but uh, so I bought Pokemon uh, X. I bought Alpha Root. Uh, no, is it Alpha? Oh, yeah, it's Alpha Sapphire. Yeah. And I bought Ultra Sun. Skip Sun altogether because I heard you know that you can play Ultra Sun and be the same. <laughs> so you bought so, three different generations. Yeah, but then I realized, you know what? It's not fun. Without, I need Kanto Pokemon. So I went, Josh was like, of course, my little brother led me astray and he made me go to GameStop for no reason. Uh, he said you can only download the Pokemon, old Pokemon games from a GameStop. And I sat there and was like, you know what? That's very Nintendo-like. I believe you. You can only download the what? old Pokemon from That's GameStop? not true. It's not true. Well, yeah. He just played me. Alright, and we need to go to GameStop. <laughs> So you went to GameStop. Wait a minute, so you went to GameStop? Yeah, right after I bought this stuff. He just wanted to go to GameStop. Well, yeah, but I was sitting there oh and I was like... Oh my gosh, you played When Josh so said hard. that, I sat there and was like, yeah, Nintendo would do that. Doesn't it suck that that seems like something that they would do? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. come on. You're sitting there and you're like, yeah, okay, let's go to GameStop. You're probably right. So what did you expect to do when you went to GameStop? It was really awkward. I handed him my 3DS. I was like, can you put Blue and Crystal on this? And he's oh, like, no. he's like, this isn't how it works. Oh, you came across like an old man. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> oh my god. He's like, I just give you a, two codes and you put them in. Uh, can I have the two codes, please, sir? And he gave me the two codes. They're both not ten dollars a piece. I got Pokemon Blue and Pokemon Crystal. Yeah. So I have everything except for the weird ones, the Sinnoh ones and the black and white ones. Those one was yeah. odd. I don't like those two generations. Wait, which two gens? Uh, the Sinnoh and is it Unova? Is Sinnoh like diamond? Yes. Oh, okay. I never. Yeah, that. I don't know the areas. I don't yeah, Sinnoh. I played the first three generations. Sinnoh's, that was me. I think Sinnoh's the fourth one. Unova is the fifth one. Kalos is the sixth one, and then uh, Aloha is the seventh. So, Aloha. which one's your favorite? I am. I used to think it was Johto. Love me some Johto Pokemon. I love that's Crystal silver. And silver. That's silver. Yeah, yeah. It's silver and stuff. But I'm playing through Sapphire right now. Man, that the, that game is phenomenal. That's Pokemon a great game. are awesome. Yeah, it's a tie between Ho and and Johto. I put like three hundred some hours into Pokemon Ruby when I had it as a kid. Yeah, dude, I, I loved that, that game. That game, and then I'll I'll talk about it in a second. But so, anyways, I started playing Pokemon Blue. I should have just got Yellow. Blue is terrible. Is Blue is terrible? Blue is terrible. Why is it terrible? So I didn't know. I played the first Pokemon game I ever played was Yellow, and it was based off the anime. And so yeah. it was like no, no, it wasn't. no. It wasn't based on the NA, but the the textures and stuff like that was. So I don't know if you know this. Pokemon Blue and Red, 
they had the sprites they had for the Pokemon yeah. were like drawn differently. And really different. than yellow? Then but when when yellow So, so yellow the anime came yellow. out after blue and red and then they changed the sprites. Yes. Because oh, okay. the anime came out and they, like, they had Fat Pikachu. Yep, Fat Pikachu. I remember that actually. So <laughs> that um, you can only catch in that first forest. Yep. But then um so but that's not the only reason. Um Blue has a thing where you can miss p- throwing Pokeballs. Like, you can miss Pokemon, and it's like a random thing. You can miss, like, you throw the Pokemon, it says it, it missed. It just says it missed. says it missed. So I was like, like, let's Pokemon, let's I was get like, that's stupid. Out of their so I, I fanned Articuno, and I'm like, I should be able to catch Articuno pretty quickly. I went through, like, 50 Pokeballs until finally they started catching them. Like, actually getting inside yeah. the Pokeball. So then I started throwing Ultra Balls, but by the time I got to throwing Ultra Balls, Articuno killed me. It was just, like, awful. Terrible. So you don't like Blow. Well... This is where it blew my mind. Blew your mind. Blew my like absolutely blew my mind. Were you I, seeing red? The glitches, the glitches in Pokemon Blue, the first one, they still work. Yeah. On the virtual console. You're telling me that's yeah. awesome. How? I so I sat there and I was like, screw this game. I flew to Cinnabar. Yeah. I did the Missy No glitch. Multiple rare Classic candies. Glitch. Multiple Master Balls. I rare candy my Pokemon. And I'm like, I'm just going to transfer them over. They went through the transfer. They went through the Pokemon transfer. Your house is built on lies. <laughs> hey, Mash, I went through and caught all the birds and Master Balls. I went through and caught, I'm going to catch Mewtwo and the Master Balls. Towards the end of the game, that's what I did too as a kid. Yeah. I, really? I got towards the end of the game and I was like, I learned about that cheat and it was just like, that was a fun way to play it. At, th- at that point, once yeah. I beat it. Yeah. And, stuff, and I was like. Oh, I beat I beat the game like legitimately. Yeah. And I was just trying to catch the legendary birds and I got so sick of just spending money on Pokeballs. It's maybe the most grindy game. I don't think you, you actually can't 100% it without no, the other game. You, you need, need the other game to well, get Well, that, and you also need an event to catch Mew. Well, unless you glitch it. And you glitch, glitch yeah. and you win. So it's I forgot how I got Mew as a kid, but I did. I don't know if my friend it's a glitch. had it or it's a, it's a way... I looked it up. It's, um... You do the... Isn't there someone with a truck involved? No, I that's a legend. That's I thought the, the legend came true. No, it was, um... I think the legend was true. It was a Back glitch. Me up in the comments. Yeah, was, was, there's a true. glitch you can do that if you name your character a certain way and then um, do the missing no glitch. Yeah. And then you go and encounter a Pokemon, and it, based on what you put in your name, you get that Pokemon and you get Mew. Huh. Crazy. So, transform my Pokemon. That's, now I just started on Alpha Sapphire. I skipped the Johto because I didn't really want to. I wanted to play something new. Yeah. And man, did they. Did you play through Alpha Sapphire or Mega Ruby? I played Ruby? through. Uh, Omega. They just built that from the ground up. Yeah, and... I, I actually never beat Ruby. I really? got to a point... Well, here's the thing with Ruby. Uh, I got through to a point, and I just quit. I just, for some reason, as a kid... There's too much like, water. There, something happened where that game does take like a little dip, from what I remember. It's, yeah, IG it, says it, too much water. It takes... <laughs> is that the one that said that? That's the one. Uh, well, um... It takes a dip, and I kind of just got uninterested. So then I got Omega. I was like, I'm going to beat it now on 3DS, the remake. And I got to a point, and, I, and I, I'm trying to think. I was like, where did I quit at? Where was it I quit? And I got to the same point, and I felt like, this is hard to pick it back up. This is the same point. Like, it's a mountain <laughs> thing. I, and I was like, I got the oh, same Oh, you're in Mount Chimney. I just got past some, that point, and I was like, this point sucks. Some, yeah, something takes a dip, and it sucks. It's just like, it's not paced well, and that's where I fell out of One of the that. biggest things I remember about Ruby and Sapphire were these, like, caves. Yeah. With, like, these codes on them. And they were, like, yeah. these... The Reggie Rocks. The Reggie Rocks, Reggie yeah. Rocks. I remember those being, like, very difficult to figure out what I needed yeah, so to do. I was just okay with that. Do you know that was just Braille? 
Yeah, man, I don't think I was up with the Braille back <laughs> yeah. then. I, I didn't know that either, but like I was just watching a video, and he's like, yeah, that's Braille. I will say Omega that Ruby, <laughs> and probably original Ruby, towards the end gets really cool, like what you're doing with yeah. at the end of the game. I so. think I'm excited because um, I, I did the whole Pokebank thing, so I started a game, took the starter, put in the Pokebank, restarted the game, took the starter, put in the... So I have all three of the starters in my party... I'm going for the whole Dang, game. Dude, that was one good. thing where I felt like that train kind of passed for me when I read about the Pokebank. Like, you have to, if you want certain Pokemon to transfer over to Silver, to transfer over to this, that like, you can transfer an original Pokemon all the way to the new generation. Yeah. But in order to do that, you have to have, like, at one point for the Game Boy Advance to DS games, you had to put the Game Boy Advance game and the Game Boy the Advance old- card... And then have you had the old DS game in the, in the DS, and then what oh you had to do God. was they took the Pokemon. So like, hey, can I just transfer all your Pokemon? No, you had to put all the Pokemon from that Game Boy Advance game, like uh, Ruby and all that stuff. And they went into and correct me if I'm wrong into like a Safari Park, and then you had yep. to recatch them. It was called PayPal or something like that. PayPal, <laughs> oh uh, Play Park, God. Play Park, mm-hmm. and you had to go. And when I read that, I went, guess I'm and it's like a, it's like a it's their Safari Zone. And it's terrible. Yeah, that's so like a Poke Bank solved all that for for me because now I'm like blue. I sell my Pokemon up from blue, and now I'm yeah, because like, they're on three. Yeah, so now you can, crystal, you can bypass that. Yeah, I'm gonna go good. and send them all up through Crystal. I'm gonna keep doing that. Yeah, and I'm gonna be happy. But I'm excited to get to X and Y again because X and Y was like really fun. I beat that one, and that's when I got into like playing Pokemon online with battling. Yeah, and I'm also excited because. Part of me, like, I want to, I always wanted to build, like, my favorite team. Mm-hmm. And I, back then, it was always like, I want the three Johto starters and the three Kanto. That's the best team you can have. Yeah. But there's Pokemon, like, so, Slowbro. I love using Slowbro. Like, yeah. he's such a cool Pokemon. And stuff like that kind of, like, piques my interest. Like, coughing. Who oh, the right. frick uses coughing? And so now you're just going crazy with them? I'm just catching random Pokemon and training them up, so that way when I do bring them over to the new games, yeah. it's going to be a lot more exciting for me. Will you be able to bring them to Let's Go? No. Let's Go is just Kanto. Let's Go is completely separate from what, so what we're What do you mean doing. new game? You mean like Ultra Sun? Ultra Sun is like the last... But it's like, weird because you can pull people... Pokemon from Pokemon Go into Let's Go. Yeah. So, it's almost like Go is becoming its own side So yeah. this is what's continuity. kind of like... I'm feeling towards this whole thing. Cause this kind of developed a feeling inside of me. What's your feeling? I don't feel like I would ever enjoy Pokemon as a console game. Uh-huh. Because I've been playing on the 3DS. There's something that, that is cool about, like, yeah. training and playing online and just going on the go. That's a, that's the, game a long, the game was made on the go. So, made for, so I, see I think what Nintendo's doing is cool because they're doing it on the Switch. Yeah, that's a perfect... It's it. probably the best way to do it. Yeah, it's just going to be really trippy when the new line of Pokemon, like the next generation of Pokemon comes out next year or two yeah. years from now. I think it's next year. And it's going to be crazy just to be like... I'm still not convinced they'll go to cold turkey on 3DS. I like, I'm not convinced that whatever comes out for Switch, they won't somehow do a different style port <sighs> to 3DS. Here's my I just, my we've seen here. that with some other games yeah. where like it's like... Hey, if you play it on the Switch, like Dragon Quest, I think one of the Dragon Quests has like some real 3D graphics. It's on yeah. PS4, it's on Switch. Mm-hmm. But you can get it on 3DS and it's like more 2D graphics. Yeah. They created and with Final I think Fantasy Bank 15 Pocket Edition with the next generation on the Switch coming in mind because they're like, if we're going to be able, to, if we're going to give them a new game on a new console and we're going to completely call for 3DS, we have to give them a way to give them their Pokemon. Yeah, the PokeBank solves that. Yeah, that for makes five sense. for four ninety nine a year. I want to talk about Pokemon. Let's go for a second. Um, because they came out with a new trailer. I am actually kind of split on that game now. 
Yeah, I don't know. I watched the new trailer. I'm getting it. It's still pre-ordered. But I I saw this new trailer, and it just seems simple. Does that make sense? Yes. It seems like... When it was like sprites and stuff, it's fun and whatever and stuff. But when I have like this huge screen that I'm going to be playing it on, like I don't know yeah. if you're playing on the Switch too, it just kind of seemed like very basic, like yeah, like a mix of Pokemon Go simplicity, which is fine on a cell phone, you're out and stuff. But I, I don't know, does that make sense? This like, to oh, yeah. me I'm is kind of like a bridge gap game. I'm trying to give I'll give you another example in a series where they release a game and they're like, hey, this has nothing to do with anything we're doing right yeah. now. But here's a game that says Pokemon Mystery yeah. Dungeon. Yeah. Remember when those came out? Well, yes. they, yeah, and it's really an extension of that Puzzle Quest. Is that yeah. the one that just came out? Which is literally so, like that. It's, let's just what, get something out on the Switch with Pokemon. Hey, Pokemon, Pokemon, yeah. Pokemon. It's just, yeah. I, I think what they're doing is like, But it's hey, cool that it's a remake, basically, of, of, Kanto. of Kanto. I think, so I that, think, for that, that's cool. I think where it's really going to lie is, because you don't battle the wild Pokemon, it's like Pokemon Go where you just throw balls at them in candy. Yeah. The battles between you and trainers have to be great. Yeah. And you have to be able to re-battle trainers. Because in Pokemon, you... No, just battle them again. Yeah. Because you will reach a point in Pokemon Go where there's no one left to battle. I think in Johto, they had a thing where... you can't battle the Pokemon. Pokemon Let's Go, if you run out of trainers in an area, like, you can't... Johto and Sapphire had a really cool thing with, like... They have the phone system... And they, the trainer will call you and say, hey, let's have a rebattle. I'm on Route 111. And then in, I think in the Hoenn oh, one, I remember that. they I'm would joking. call you in the gyms. I remember call that, yeah. you. And they're like, hey. And the Pokemon will be upped in levels. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's cool. Like, that's legit. It gives me more to do. I think I was, uh, there was a lot of people upset that you couldn't battle the Pokemon. And I get that. Like, that just took away some level of it. But it, it has that Pokemon let's, or let yeah. go thing of just using yeah. the ball. Like, I think I'm going to be excited because it's, again... It's going to be an upscale of a Kanto game. It's going to be the first time we're going to get something like that other than yeah. Fire Red. I think I'm getting it, but I am, I'm not pre-ordering. Mm-hmm. I'm not as big of a pre-order guy as you guys are. Yeah, I'm getting the Pokeball. If it, it comes out and it's great or it's even really good, I know I can find it at Target. It'll yeah. Be okay. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Honestly, if, if, you wanted to, if you wanted to jump all in, you need to go through the 3DS route and then... That way, when the new one comes Man. out with Switch, you can have start with Pokemon. blue and play Don't, 18 hey, generations. Play yellow. Yellow. I'm telling you now, not a chance. Play yellow. A <laughs> um, couple other things I'm playing on the side. Uh, earlier this month, I started Uncharted One. Um, that game is super short and yeah. super dumb. <laughs> really? Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, like <laughs> it? Wow. Hey, there has never been a worse voice acted game, scripted wow, game. Oh, really? It visually is not that good. Oh wow. I, but Are you yeah, playing the HD collection? Yeah, okay. it sucks. It is See, awful. I, I think I liked it better than you did, but that cracks me up. I just the shooting, the, the shooting's god awful. I I get it. Look, it's very spongy. It's so bad, dude. And then the, don't ever pick up an assault thought, rifle. What were some of the voice acting things that you had issue with? Just I don't curious like that girl's voice, Elena. Yeah, Elena. I don't okay. like her voice. Nathan's like... Well, I don't know that that'll get any better, because that's just who she is. She's just um, that Nathan's fine. I think my biggest complaint is the way it's written. The dialogue's super cheesy. Um, I have no idea where the story's going. I'm not like chasing after this treasure, I guess. Some people are I, That game has me. a really cool, I think, twist to it. I don't know. Maybe I'm not there. I'm 70% white done with it. Yeah. I looked at it the you other sh- day. Then you should be getting close. I, I understand yeah. what you're saying of... I think when people played that game in like 2006 and then the second one in like 9, 2009, 2008, like that game 
tackles mid two thousands camp really well. Mm-hmm. It feels like a mid two thousands well made action movie. It, it feels like Indiana, first came out, it feels it? like Indiana Jones in two thousand six. It was a long time or, or near long. It yeah. feels like Indiana Jones in two thousand six or in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. And in that way, now ten years later, and I think that the games get better about this because I like them more and more with each successive one. I like four the best and three after that yeah. and two. I feel like the closer you get to modern times, the better it writing is. I believe um, it. But yeah, I would say I felt like the writing in one and two were particularly weak. I yeah. didn't. I felt like two, and we don't even talk about two because you're playing one. But mm-hmm. I, I feel you on that. I thought one was a fun little roller coaster ride. I do agree. There's some cool stuff in the last act. Yeah. Um, it's not like. I mean, freaking like it's Knights of the Old Republic plot. It's my twist, least favorite of that. So I don't feel as bad now. But it's a primer. You need it to get into the other games because yeah. it sets stuff up. I'm, and I'm working through it. Um, I haven't picked it back up since I've started playing Pokemon. Something I have played on the side because, um, you know. Oh, wait a minute. What, real quick, while we can talk about the shooting. You oh, said that the yeah. shooting so, is terrible. <laughs> I, it's, I don't understand why people, and maybe it's back then, they wanted to give it a realistic feel. You have an assault rifle, and they give it, and it's all over in the game. Yeah. Like, that's not number one weapon in the whole game. Yeah. I swear it is. Yeah. You can't aim with it. It's like... The recoil is bad, yeah. I mean, I, I got one shot on them. And it takes like 90 shots to kill the man. Yeah. Because they, for some reason... Spongy, man. Dude, terrible. So then... Spongy. What's difficulty are you playing on? Um, normal, okay. I think. My least favorite part is... The shotgun takes like two shots to kill him. And you barely gain shotgun ammo. So I'm yeah. playing this game with nothing but a pistol. And a pistol's like three shots guaranteed unless you get a headshot. And... Yeah, it's just terrible. It's not good action. They definitely went the route of like, hey, we're going to give as much like action as we can with this adventure. Platforming. They tried shoving yeah. all this into one genre and they just have not perfected it. What did you think about platforming in that game? Um, Very weak. <laughs> very weak. Like, Assassin's Creed did it better. Yeah. But Assassin's Creed came out. I cannot later. wait for you to finish it and I can't wait to see what you think about the next game. Yeah. I'm sure it's gotten better. Um, I just, for me, this is what I thought. I'd rather have Jack and Daxter. <laughs> like, why didn't you make another Jack and Daxter game instead of this? One of the, uh, the issues, dog. one of the issues I always had with the yeah. platforming in that game, and really their first couple of that one, is how linear it is. Because mm-hmm. you feel like, okay, I see the path, like I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. It doesn't feel like exploring. It feels like you I know, think road my sports. issue is the gameplay of the platforming. Like, it's so like static and simplistic and. It's so animated, and, like, it's so... When I say animated, I mean, like, stock animated. Like, hmm. there's only one motion he makes every single time he does something. Yeah. And it's well, that definitely different. gets better. Yeah, that does. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, I would say too, is a huge leap forward. Because they've changed the game with, like, facial, doing the facial animation oh, at the same time as they're doing, like... The I'm excited. Animation. I think the funniest part, and if you haven't played Uncharted right now, I, I think it's your fault. Yeah, I think you're safe. Yeah. They killed that old man so quickly. I can't remember his name. Um, but I was sitting there, I was like, this man's going to play a huge part in this game. <laughs> oh, he's dead. Yeah. Holy crap, that happened so quickly. <laughs> like, I was really sitting there thinking, like, oh, he went away from this girl. We're going to be, he's going to betray me in the final act. Nah, he's dead. Like, ah, seriously? Well, That's yeah. crazy. So I was sitting there, it was just really funny to see that, like, really happen. And then, again, I think it plays on the writing, like, they made a character seem significant. Well, I, w- I will say this, though. In, in fairness to the game, when you watch an action movie, you mm-hmm. sit down for two hours and you watch it beginning to the end, and you weigh the whole experience. This is an action movie stretch across six, seven hours, yeah. eight hours. 
I think you should finish it and then make some calls as far as the story or what they... Now, if you don't like the, the script itself or the way the yeah. character's written, that's, you know, you can get a taste of that. Is. But as far as the story and what happens or what doesn't happen, you should finish out the game. I think you'll I'm be, close. I'm like, yeah. I'm like 70% done, so... And I watched, uh, I think Giant Bomb, like, did this really cool thing where they sat down with somebody that worked on the game, like, programmed the game. For like an hour, and they like played it and oh, they nice. talked about it, and I loved this. Dude, I wish we had the resources for something. Like, <laughs> like honestly, they, if we had money and like lived in the the area, we could, I would love to bring in. But they, um, that's awesome. He sat down with them and he talked about like, yeah, see where how we enter this area and there's this big ship that was like impossible. So for that, the game is impressive for its time. Yeah. A launch title. It's unbelievable. On it's the scale of when you think about that time, like, one year before that, we had what was 2005, like San like Jack Andreas. Jack and Jack and Dexter. Yeah, like you know what? Not look good either. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that. I think Uncharted. I thought Uncharted One Remastered looked pretty good. Yeah, I honestly did. Like, notice when he gets in the water, like his pants get wet up until the line where it mm-hmm. touches the water. There's a yeah, lot of polish. So there's a game. lot of stuff. It was really cool watching. I'm like, yeah, this right here. Yeah, this went down to like two frames per second when we tried to do this. I just think so the, we had to like fix it. The it was... awkward, I think the most awkward years in gaming was the first transition from second gen, uh, like second gen gen of 3D gaming, yeah, to third gen of 3D gaming. That first two years, because, you I mean, uh, like, like PS2, PS2, PS3, PS3 Xbox, yeah. Xbox 360. Because those first two years, when you think about like everything was so rounded and clean, mm-hmm. yeah, like. They were like, hey, we need to show off that we're no longer creating these 3D jagged polygons. Instead, we can fully render this crazy... Like, it was the HD era. Yeah, it was like, oh, look yeah. at this. And so now, like, what's cool is, like, all these years later, now we're like, hey, we're going to make this as lifelike as we can now, which is awesome. But, man, like... Animation had to go a long way. Yes, dude. And it's just funny, because, like I said, like, our expectations has gone through the roof. Yeah. I mean... I don't think I can play 3D games that look like that. Because it bugs me that much. Yeah. Uncharted 1 specifically. Yeah. Like, that is, man, there's, there's a lot of games. Wall, you are cut off from a... Don't ever play The Witcher 1, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, we started... What was I playing? Uh, KOTOR. Yeah. And I was like, this game's great. Like, I heard there's so many great things. I started playing, I'm like, I just can't get over how bad the graphics are. Yeah, if you think Uncharted... Uh, remastered <laughs> those bad, don't even mess with KOTOR. It's yeah. not going to be your thing. And it's maybe because I'm just like... I'm your graphics ho, dude. It's either it's either It's funny you say this and then you pick up Pokemon Blue. With two D, do you have different standards? I think two D and like the eight bit and the sixteen bit era, that was an era. I get it. N sixty four PlayStation One was kind of revolutionary, but then my expectations just instantly jumped because I've experienced. I think that is the the worst age. I agree. The worst age. I agree. One hundred percent. Oh, I mean, it is muddy. Yeah, muddy, disgusting. The only thing I think is charming from that era is like Final Fantasy VII's little goofy polygon. (laughs) That's the only thing I I understand. I I didn't experience PlayStation One as much as you guys did. I experienced N sixty four. I didn't sixty four. Yeah, N sixty four. That era, and that for me, they did it so like. Like, to me, revolutionary. That was just my, my mom was blowing. Yeah, that's my favorite gym. Probably. Yeah, N sixty four was. It was PlayStation one and sixty four. That stuff was crazy. PS two was such a huge jump, but when you're like, hey, we're gonna give you HD and like all that yeah. stuff, and then I go back to play it again, it's just like, man, <laughs> you're spoiled, dude. Yeah, I'm spoiled. Four K has ruined my life. <laughs> man, 
Um, the only game I've been playing, which uh, it's been in and out because it went on sale, was FIFA 18. And EA it's Soccer sucks, man. but... Building up that ultimate team. Yeah, I'm not even playing that. I'm playing They got your, their hands deep in your wallet. No, they only got 20 bucks for me on this one. Nice. That's, not, that's not too bad. What I are you playing them, that on? Uh, PlayStation 4. I actually got... Oh, actually, no. They've gotten 40 bucks from me. It went on sale on PC one time. Yeah, and, and I bought it. Wow, I suck. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Again, guys, whenever I want something, I just jump in heads first. I don't ever think about... And then you come out, like, three three months later, like, where... Civilization? Where's time gone? Hey, so when Civilization happened... Where's time gone? Yeah. I left my room like I've never seen sunlight. <laughs> like, I was I'm like, what did I just experience? Uh, you know they made a Civ Six, right? I heard uh, we have to give it a couple of years before we can play it. All yeah. right, so speaking of graphics and stuff, I have played, well, I beat it finally. I, don't, I beat it in June or Call something. Call The God of War. Oh, the war. God of War. The God of War. I think that's nice. the official title, definitely. Is that nice. like the Gear of War? The Gear of War. Uh, the God of War. I, uh, Man. I, um... Had a fun time with it. Um, that has some of the best set pieces in gaming ever. Um, some of the things that, like, these giant beings, these giant, like, creatures that you see. Unbelievable. Like, it's Dude. it's it's awesome. Uh, you play it on your Pro, too? And it, yeah, I played on the Pro. Oh. 4K. That's, oh. only play, that's the only way to play it. Um, and they, uh... It made me think, like... Once I got into it, and I was like, whoa, this is awesome, and I was just like, wait, I bet all the God of Wars are like this, to a point. Like, these big <laughs> creatures coming in, and these big yeah. boss battles, I was like, I feel like I'm just now experiencing something people did in 2005. Yeah. But... I think people were to, worried when they first showed this one, that they were like, how is that stuff going to work in the new gameplay? Yeah. And it sounds like it did. Mm-hmm. I yeah. never got that um, far. I only got a few hours. Did you play any more past when we last spoke? No, okay. no. As you will hear soon. I just I, told me suck the other day. I got off on a lot of other things <laughs> Okay, recently. then I won't say something I'm Witcher ruined his life. I basically got to where there's like a lake and you find like a statue of Thor and yeah. then you unlock like a pathway over the okay. water so like maybe four hours in. okay oh, gosh. okay uh, really 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 handcuffing us here bud <laughs> I, I will say one thing about this game there was one thing that opened up pretty late or some like feature something uh, Jacob might not know what I'm talking about and I was just like man cool but man I wish that would have been open to me a little bit sooner a little, soon. a little hey, bit sooner would have been cool to have you're like to, is it like thing. is it a, is it like a gameplay? Yes, it's yes. a gameplay thing. Yeah, and it's like, um, and I was like, once I got, it, I was just like, ah, oh, that should have maybe been moved up just a tad. They're trying I, to get you to play. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I had a fun time with the game, and it um, was um, it was definitely enough for me to like. I ain't gonna lie. Up to that point, I was starting to get like, get, what do you call it? Grinded out yeah. a little bit, and then. When we got to that point, I was sitting there was like, okay, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was like it, a nice second win. Yes, it was. It was a good second win for the game. Do so. you feel, now that you played it, Yeah. how do you feel about the controls? Because this is the reason I ask is I, I actually loaned it out to a couple people. Yeah. One person beat it and he said that was probably one of the worst controlled games I've played. Interesting. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, I just cannot get over the fact that my attack buttons were the two triggers on top. He's like, I just couldn't that, handle it. That's not a problem. I think Witcher's like that. I think some other things... Some other games, I feel like the triggers are like that's the Dark Souls. stuff. Dark Souls. But see, some people aren't... Like, a lot of people aren't exposed <laughs> to that. Yeah. might be my friend. That's true. But here's here's where I will talk about that. What did the other person say? Uh, he loved it. He said, oh, like... Okay. He's like, I wish more fighting games were like that. I, uh, like, my fingers naturally rest there, so it's just quicker than my, my thing with this game was... Uh, 
I would play this game, and then I was super busy these past couple months, and I'd quit for like a couple weeks to a month, and I'd come back, and man, I would just die. I would just keep. I'd have to relearn. Like those controls were kind of difficult. Mm-hmm. That and I, I kind of feel the same way about Breath of the Wild. That you kind of have to get used that, to those, yeah. those D pads oh, and stuff. Yeah, Once you've been away for a while, like oh frick, I just dropped my freaking weapon. I didn't mean to do that. Why am I? Oh, oh I just crap. threw Master Sword. I just, across yeah, the and it's like crap. Okay, it's a lot and, going on. Yeah, so every button is used. Uh, I got to the point when I was finishing this game that I was like, I have to like, dis- like some of my main responsibilities in my life I have to ignore because I have to beat this game quickly. Because yeah. if I quit again, it's going to be another two months. Controls. So I was just like, you know yeah. what? Like, get married. I had to put off the wedding. I had, so, to, I had to call. They were at the altar and say, uh, I do not want to relearn these controls. Please. Do you remember um, when I beat this like a couple months ago? I was really like I still believe it, but I was like, this might be the game of this generation. Yeah. Are you like are you kinda of feeling like how are you feeling? I really that? liked it. I think it's one of the best on PS four. I think it's up there with one of the, I mean, awesome, you know, exclusive titles for it. Um maybe I didn't like it as much as other people did, but mm. I had a I I I'd give it a definitely a rad. It's definitely a rad for me. Okay. Really, cool. really good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. I wish you'd play it. I will. <laughs> I, Before I, December. I played five hours of it, and when I finish some other things I'm working on, I will play it. Next thing I played, uh, I went on my honeymoon, and I will just say, I'm, I'm going to talk about the... I didn't go to Hawaii, if that's what you're talking about. I know, uh, honeymoon but um, I brought my Switch on the plane trip there. and Like a true businessman. You naughty man, you. And I will say, this is like... If you told six-year-old me, like, hey, you're going to get, like, HD graphics, <laughs> and but you're going to have, like, a portable, like, oh, that's so cool. That I, that would have been my dream thing. Like, Please I'd dream tell on the me playground. you, like, open and up the tray. I, I pulled down the tray. <laughs> I put I put the stand there. I took the, the sticks off, and I was just smiling, and, and Chelsea would look over and just was like, you're such a dork. And but, you're just like... But I, I was sitting back... Nobody, probably nobody thought anything of it. I, yeah, I was sitting Did back... Did you see anyone else with a Switch? Uh no, not yeah, not on the plane. I didn't. the only thing you didn't have was Skyrim, like that guy. In yeah, the commercial. <laughs> and, and hitting the per- hitting the lady that sat next to me. Um, but sitting back, oh, that was so awesome. Sorry. As as much as kind of we all kind of complain about the hardware itself at times feeling cheap, that it's was magic. like yeah. that is magic and that works great. So played some Breath of the Wild, 3D Zelda on the, the plane. I played the DLC. Uh, have not got a chance to play that. Played that. Um, beat it? Not, I have not beat it. I think I'm at the very end. I don't know where I'm at with the DLC. Uh, that was not what I was expecting. I knew it's like more story stuff. Mm. But they kind of put you on these kind of like... There's actually more like um, shrines that mm-hmm. open up and stuff. And uh, so I'm going through that. Uh, that game is one of the best. Like I don't know what else to say. Like That's, uh, That makes me feel better. I've been putting it off that DLC because I love that game but I'm almost worried that like I remember it being better than it was mm. so I haven't started the DLC because yeah. I don't want to go back to it and be like yeah whatever yeah, you know what I mean it's impossible this game okay because yeah, yeah, I loved it but I just I, I definitely, that, so what were you, you were saying it's fantastic it's fantastic and it, I just love getting back into that world and it's like uh, I was also playing this because there's new story stuff there's new cutscenes and stuff and I um, 
I just want more. Like I, I, I hate that this was all the DLC. Gotcha. Like I'm, I'm actually. We really? I thought there was going to be more. After 150 hours or whatever I'm at, it's like, man, I, I'm still hungry to like keep playing this game and the systems that they built and stuff. It's like, this is so fun. We'll and, give it uh, another five years. You'll so I hope another... they're making something the same engine and just. Do something like add another freaking island. Like yeah. you get on a boat, oh you get on a boat, you go over to a continent that's like a third the yeah. size of this one, and it's dense and it's weird, and give there's me, motorcycles and aliens. And do a Majora's Mask yeah, with this it. type game. I'm waiting for it. Cross that would be a fingers. big thing they could drop. Yeah, that'd be huge. But I, awesome, still one of my favorite games. Uh, and then I played some. Uh, Detroit Become Human. Nice. Just a couple nights ago, finally opened it up. Finally, are you playing to... that with Chelsea or just by yes? Chelsea? So we are playing that together, and I, we played about an hour, two hours the other night, having a great time. Uh, love that they kept in. Um, so this is the same developer that made Heavy Rain, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, Beyond Two Souls and stuff. So in Heavy Rain. And I think Beyond Two Souls the same way. When you go to pick up something or, or inspect something and stuff, you use the analog stick. You do, like, it says to go, like, right and then left, like, pick up a can mm-hmm. or whatever. And you could, like, do it, and it, the animation starts, and then you can let off of it. And he, like, puts the can down and, like, puts it. <laughs> and you can just keep doing that, and it's so weird, and you're in front of people, and you're just doing this weird thing. That's in Detroit Become Human. Yeah. And so me and Chelsea were just making our own fun of, like, going up and picking something up and, like... So this game is all about, like, androids, and it has that kind of hokey campiness to it mm-hmm. of, like, the androids are taking the jobs, like, everyone's, like, there's a prophet, there's a, the prophet in the game, yes. there's a guy in the street corner, like, the end is nigh, and the androids are taking our jobs. Here they come. And, and this is evil. Here come the androids. I was hoping that would get kind of hokey, because the trailers are very, so like, serious. So there are serious moments in this, and they there's like they try to play that melodramatic stuff. I love it. It is just uh, so campy, and we were just cracking up at certain things that were happening in the game. I so. really got attached to that game. Yeah. Like, did, you, did you play the demo, or did you go up with that? I beat it all. Oh, you beat it all. Uh-huh. Okay. I so, saw um, multiple everything. How yeah, there's a... Game? Oh, gosh. Uh, Ballpark. 50-ish hours? 50 hours? No, 15. No, no way it's no. 50. Dude, because you have to go back. There's multiple. If you want to do multiple. Like, if you want to go through every, there's, hey, in every single scenario. 50 hours. Dude, every single scenario, you have to, play, like, you can go back and, like, train. I don't think this is 50 hours. Dude, it has, has to be. It has to be. No, listen, listen. <laughs> hey, maybe 50 is hyping it. But, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, there's no maybe 25. 50. Maybe Hold my concept on. of time is wrong. Yeah, look he's, he's going to look it up. Oh, but, no, no, look, you're not looking to beat it. You're looking 100% right. In the, mean, in the meantime... Oh, uh, fact checked. So this game looks great, playing in 4K. Um, you bounce back and forth between, like, three characters. Uh, there's just some really... <laughs> is it 50? 11 hours for the main story. <laughs> yeah. 26 to 100%. Yeah, I said 25, see? <laughs> you said 50. Maybe I'm a slow learner. All right, whatever. You know what he's doing? He's picking up stuff and putting yeah, it back down. Yeah, I'm doing that for ten hours. For 10 I that, yeah, that was twenty-five of it. I, but I, I definitely recommend I playing think. these games with a friend if you can. Uh, they're just fun group games. 
because it's just you can run into some really funny scenarios and choices that you can I, do. I love how like two different people can be completely different on stuff like mm-hmm. this. I got like emotionally tied to this. Game. <laughs> I'm like, I know he's like uh, you. Were, I remember you uh, told me like, dude, this game made me feel things, and you were like, like, the prophet, uh, the uh, prophet. Uh, like, I just, it's, it's there just, are definitely serious moments they try to play, but I always feel like they're very. I get very sucked into those. Like, I guess you're a sucker. You're a big WWE fan. Yeah, man. you get sucked into the life drama. Is, when man. I play Life is Strange. I'm sitting there. I'm contemplating like. I need to change my life. Like, <laughs> the games like that's always oh, pretty serious, but nonetheless. I'm getting ready to start that, actually. The first one? Yeah, very soon. Holy crap. Hey, let me know if you need to start The second one's coming out September. That, those games and that game, and I'm learning this, they're all couple games. Like, yeah, they're, they're great, great to play. I'm ready to play couple. that with my... Significant other. My person. Yeah. That's a, that's I, I, I those are Life definitely strange. good. I gave Life to Strange to one of my friends, and he sat there... And his wife doesn't play video games at all. Yeah. She likes Crash. Crash Bandicoot's the only thing she likes. Yeah. The only thing, yeah. So they sat down, and she's sitting there, and she's like, hey, can I, can I play this? And yeah. they got the control, and she goes, it's a story. It's a really good story, and it's like it's kind of like a movie, and yeah. you get to control it. Yeah. It's so it's so funny knowing that with you two. I felt the same it's way. It's like you're watching a movie, but you get to control things. It's fun. It's awesome. And going back on Beyond Two Souls, that one's a great uh, two player because you actually have co op on that. Gotcha. Oh, person gets control of one thing. So me huh. and Chelsea love that one. Oh, huh. well, you know, uh, probably it's fifty hours long, right? Yeah. Maybe sixty. Maybe sixty. Pick up. <laughs> Pick up stuff. I can't believe. That's it. that's all I've been playing lately. Speaking of couple games, couple. I beat The Witcher Three. <laughs> I love that game, man. What's your hour mark on it? Um. I hit 94 hours I, hang myself. I was, yeah, playing. I, was I did main storyline, all the major side quests. I have some side quests still in my queue that are like, go find out, you know, this weird thing going on in this tower. Go you find know, this that ruby. That kind of thing. But um, I did all the ones that had impact on the politics of the world. Yeah. And then I did a decent amount of contracts. I plan to go back and do everything. Because that's a game where the side quests, what you just said, yeah. really doesn't happen. Side quests in that game are all great. They're yeah. always like fully voice acted, unique story. That's one of the only games where the side quests are worth doing. Yeah, I don't do doing. side quests usually in games ever anymore because they're all like, get Joey's uh, coffee and take. Yeah, them. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, uh, so Witcher Three, man. I mean, I don't need to tell you. Everybody else will tell you it's fantastic. Okay. Do it. Just kind of thinking back on the whole series, I'd love to do a retrospective of the series oh, sometime. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, <laughs> I think that that game. Perfectly, I, the way I always say is The Witcher 1 really makes you feel like you have to be Geralt because he doesn't have his memory. You have to brew every single potion by hand. Yeah. You got to go through all these caves. You got to do all the hard work. You feel like a poor Witcher, like in the first game, because that game just, you have to run everywhere. There's no fast travel. And The Witcher 2, man, it's very action oriented. You get, it's very epic. There's all this cool story stuff. The Witcher 3 strikes a good balance of like, Doing Witcher contracts, and you feel like you're the Witcher, but it's also very big and big in scope, and there's a lot of cool story stuff. And uh, I really, really love the story. It was really good. Tell me this. Yeah. Give me 30 seconds. All right. Start the clock. Explain the whole game. Tell me why a person like me should go out and figure this game out. I think that this is uh, one of the rare games, if only game, this generation and past generation, maybe last gen, that, like, you can play it. It's just been so long that I've played a game where, like, there's certain, like, the side quest, every side quest is fun and worth doing. Mm-hmm. They, they have a twist. They have something you weren't expecting, or 
they kind of play a character out this way, and you're like, I'm going to hate this character, and you end up loving that character, and it's a whole different can of worms that opens up. And you can go into Quest and, like, certain things inside of Quest that there was one part where I went in, and I could have never saw it. And yeah. there was something hidden behind a wall and stuff, and it's like, games don't do that ever again. Yeah. Like It will completely surprise you on a regular basis. I think specifically for you, you love Mass Effect, and I think one of the things you love about Mass Effect is kind of really a deep sci-fi world, but this is a really deep, dark fantasy world. And you've got, same way in Mass Effect, you've got your codex, you can read about the world, you can kind of learn more about the races. Mm -hmm. This game has a lot of that kind of stuff, but it's not like generic fantasy, it's like fairy tale kind of meets fantasy. Um, You get to romance different characters, which I know you always loved in Mass Effect. Makes you feel special. Yeah, dude, do this game. There's so many different ways you can kind of do that stuff, and it's fun, and you can... uh, just freaking have a freaking ball. Honestly, it has a lot of that old Bioware DNA that was mm-hmm. in a game like Mass Effect. And it does, like, you're, that dialogue system. It does that dialogue system and those side quest systems and that choice system mm-hmm. a lot better. It, like, it is what Bioware should have been doing this gen, okay, honestly. Like, it's, it's what they should have been doing. Look, and the world is beautiful. Yeah. It looks great. You know, game on 2015, it looks beautiful. It's so, so haunting. And maybe I don't realize realize this because when I was in high school, I was playing Mass Effect, and time wasn't relative to me as much as it is now. Um, but when you say like, "Hey, I'm looking at maybe putting seventy hours," it's actually probably for a person that plays like you. Because remember, you beat Breath of the Wild in like thirty hours. Mm-hmm. I beat it in one hundred and twenty. So you have to you can apply, beat this in like 50, you, 50, less than fifty. I, I read if you just do story thirty five forty. Yeah. But like, here's the thing. I, so think about yeah. more. How did you play Assassin's Creed Origins? Because they're very similar games. Yeah, they're very similar size. Mm-hmm. So however long that took you, this would probably take you. But I guarantee the store is better than this than is. Yeah, Assassin's Origins Creed. Um, guarantee definitely dropped off at the end. I, I think, and this is just one game again. I think the only one I can recommend, maybe ever, of like do the side quest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The oh, side yeah. quests are fun. Well, I mean, then, again, the only reason I pulled myself away from this is because I had eight other games I need to get through. <laughs> Okay. I've left it installed. I still. We might have a casual corner coming up. We'll see. No, I. (laughs) I'm playing Pokemon right now. Let's stick to my casual corner. All right. So what? What are you? So So, um, beat The Witcher three. So two other games that I beat um, are two puzzle games, and this is the tale of two puzzle games because one was really long, um, but man, rock solid mechanics that they really made clear from the beginning of the game, and then they slowly just. You think you know how to use these mechanics, and then they throw you a twist. Mm-hmm. And then you learn that, and then they throw you a twist. And you just keep learning and learning and growing and growing and growing. And it is a fantastic game. Maybe my favorite game I've played this year. It's kind of hard because The Witcher 3 I've played for multiple years. I started that <laughs> two years ago. As far as fresh experience that I've really been playing this year. Um, so that game is The Talos Principle. Okay. Um, holy smokes, man. If you like puzzle games, if you like Portal, or you've maybe ever been interested in puzzle games, first-person puzzle games... Um, I think this is the best one I played. I think this is better than Portal One. Um, its puzzles are like I've always wondered what could you sustain something like Portal across twenty five hours, and this game does and does it uh, to an awesome degree. Like hmm. it just builds and it becomes complete. And there, is there a story? Yes, there's an there's awesome story. story. So I'll get to that in a second. But it just becomes complete chaos with these puzzles because and there's no like one like crazy gimmick like a Portal machine. The mechanics you get are like. A box you set on a switch, uh, a laser beam connectors that you connect, mm-hmm. and then you get like a fan that'll blow things up. So it's very tactile. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the puzzle solving in Half Life One and Two. 
You, if you've ever yeah. played those games, how you have to kind of use physics and yeah. stuff. It's that kind of puzzle solving with these very, what seem like basic tools, but they, they combine them and they place things in certain ways in the puzzle that you're like, oh, the thing I would normally do, I can't do it. I have to figure this yeah. out. And I have never played a puzzle game outside of Breath of the Wild because that's another game where the puzzles were tough, but I never felt like looking it up. I felt like I could figure it out. This was the Breath of the Wild of puzzle games in terms of, man, it just keeps building. It was like expertly crafted. The story was really awesome, too. So it starts out, and you can kind of tell you're a robot, but you don't really know where you are, and you're, like, in these ruins. And there's, like, this god figure that is talking to you from the clouds, and it calls itself Elohim, and it basically says, I need you to go on this journey. So while you're going on this journey, you come across computer consoles that you get into, and you start to get fragments of the world, or what the world used to be, and you start to get different things. You start to piece together this mystery of, what are you? What is this yeah. all? And it ties in really well with the gameplay of like, why am I doing these trials? Why is this all happening? And as someone who was like a religion philosophy major in college, I love that kind of stuff. Mm. This game just really nails that concept of philosophy where when you learn another thing, it makes you question everything else. And then oh. you learn another thing and it makes you question everything else. And it just builds and builds. And that pairs with the puzzle loop really well um, in cool. a way that... Man, I, I just I highly recommend the Talos Principle. It's fantastic. Sounds like my kind of game. I said I played two puzzle games. Uh, the second one was Braid. <laughs> um, Braid sucks, man. <laughs> Braid is really a freaking terrible game. Uh, let me talk about the things I hated about this game. The sound effects, dude. Oh my god, these little bunnies hop out and screech at you and. And just the jumping and maybe the, someone made a mod to fix that. Let me. Let, I just hated this game. So do you? And beat I it? wanted. Beat I beat it. Okay. I wanted to like this game so badly. Indie game, the movie. I really love that documentary. I saw that Braid was talked about in that as like the quintessential indie game. And I've been on a big indie game kick the past few years. I play yeah. a ton of games. This one needs to be left in the past, man. I, I respect it for what it was. It really helped uh, get this whole thing going where an, a, one guy or a couple guys can get their game made and get it out yeah. there and publish. That game is very poorly designed because it is the opposite of the Talos Principle. They throw you in. They give you a different mechanic in every world that they don't really explain, but you kind of get what's happening. Mm -hmm. The first world that you go into, the second screen has a puzzle you cannot solve. Until you go way later and then come back. Okay, the third screen has a puzzle that you can only solve if you do some really weird platforming things that you have to completely trial and error, screw around for an hour to even figure out how to do. And the game just compounds on that to where there were good puzzles in the game that were constructed well and, mm -hmm. and made sense and I, it was challenging and it, and it felt tough, but I got it. And there were a lot that were complete freaking bullcrap. <laughs> and it wasn't like I wasn't smart enough. It was he tricked you. He placed this switch where you can't really see it on the screen. It's behind some uh, you know, foliage or whatever. Or he gave you a mechanic that you didn't know existed because you stand on this one platform and this is the only platform that it puts green dust on you and it makes you not pass time, but that doesn't happen ever again. It has a lot of one-use mechanics and gotcha moments that are extremely unfair and not fulfilling to where when you find out in a puzzle game, number one, when you figure out what the answer is, you should be able to go through and do it. In this game, I would know what the answer was, and I couldn't do it because it was inconsistent when you bounce off the creatures if you went high or if you went the normal amount. And it was just... 
So that's number one. It man. should be consistent to execute once you know. And number two, man, like the there shouldn't be one-off mechanics. Like the you mechanics sound- should be. Sorry, I'm ranting. The mechanics should be building on each other in like a flow. And like I'm growing, I'm getting better at this game, and that game did not have it. You sound like you just really were frustrated. Yeah, I was extremely frustrated and very disappointed. I'm glad it was just a $5 game that, you know, I played for four hours and didn't have to worry like, about. You sounded so frustrated to the point where I'm like, I kind of feel bad for you. Yeah, dude. I like, just, I'm sitting here, I'm like, I, 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 I mean, don't feel bad for me. I played the game. I, I had my fun <laughs> or whatever. I think it just made me realize I've really crystallized what I think makes a good puzzle and what I think makes a poor puzzle, and I really did not like Braid. I liked it. <laughs> what year did you play it, though? Not that that discounts anything. 2013, but... maybe? So, yeah, and I, that doesn't discount. I just think, like, man, maybe... And it, it, it hits everybody differently. Because even there's still people on Steam that are like, this is the best game ever made. I just... Apparently, uh, they're crazy. I had yeah. a fun time. I wouldn't say it's the best game ever. And, yeah, I could see... The stuff you mentioned, yeah, definitely. I will say I laughed at the ending because uh, there was an era... Of like indie games that all had this ending of like pretentious. Yeah. They all got up their butt, and yeah. Braid I think is at the top of that. Oh, so what, yes. what do you mean like got up their own butt? Uh, well, the what ending, if you're not safe? You know, the ending is like what's reality and what's this? And so it's kind gotta, of like one of those. It's, like, it's ambiguous to the point of uh, man, yourself. you were you were really uh, you saw. Tooting your own horn well, this whole time. And every know. time before you go into a world and it happens again at the end, there's levels you can walk into, but there's like a stack of books and there's like eight of them. And you walk over the book and like three paragraphs of text that are horribly written <laughs> pop up like, I was by the grocery store and the yeah. coffee shop. Did she and, see me? Did I don't you know. know. And, I think, and it just goes on and on and on. And then you understand. get to the end, you get to the end and there's just all this text. Why did she withhold herself from me? Yeah. Was it me? Was it her? And it just goes on and on and on. Like, I feel like I'm playing a flash game in middle yeah. school. Like, so, like, geez. Yeah. That's why I say I respect the game. I respect Jonathan Blow. I'm excited to play The Witness. This game, man, for me in 2018, it does not do it. It does uh, not do one, it. One thing I will Shoot. say is I, I wonder if part of that pretentiousness that was going on... Uh, is that, you know, at the time when these games were made, it was all, like, Last Gen was very just casual focused. Yeah. Like, we and all that stuff, and tutorials every two seconds in these yeah. shooter over the, you know, third-person shooter I'm games. sure that was part of the appeal. This game bends you over. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't tell you how to solve the puzzle. Yeah, so I think this, this, was, this was a swing the pendulum to the other side. But, it, I, yeah, it misses to me where Dark Souls hits, though, because Dark Souls, at the end of the day, the mechanics are the mechanics, and yeah. you will learn them. Yeah. Sorry, Man, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. But you're probably right, though. Don't be sorry, dude. This is no, I, we come up on games. Sometimes we love them. Sometimes <laughs> we hate them. Few not, other not games. A, so that's the games I beat. Um, few other games I'm playing right now. Braid's taken up enough of our time. Um, uh, your time. Um, Skyrim. I'm full in on Skyrim. I'm like 40 hours in. You're also uh, like seven years late. If you've ever really been watching this podcast, you know I've picked up Skyrim maybe like six <laughs> times and only make it five hours and quit. I'm all in. I'm actually doing it. I've completed several quest impressive. lines. Um, I'm really liking the game. It's a good game. Um, watching you play it. I- it's a cool world. I think I finally got over that hump of it's just a world. The story's stupid. The story is butt. The story, yeah. que- and the quest lines are butt. The characters yeah. are not memorable at no, all. No, not at all. That's how I felt about it. But you get down yeah, in that dungeon, 
you're crawling yep. around, you're creeping around, your you're smithing your armor, you're kind of, it's got a good gameplay loop, so. I, Skyrim? Skyrim is watch great. You, you always it. love Skyrim, right? Yeah, I watched you play it, and then you realize I really do love that game, and I see why they remake it all the time, because or the gameplay is, yeah, the gameplay is so good. It, it is. It's, yeah. it's such a good, nice RPG. Yes. Yeah. Casual it's, people it's can play it, hardcore people can play it. Yeah, and you can get so much out of it, and it just. Did you say poor people can play it? Oh, I said I said uh, hardcore people. <laughs> hardcore, poor people, can rich play. people can play this. Poor people can have to play it. Um, I thought you said. Uh, <laughs> see, I almost said never mind. You like Oblivion better than Skyrim, don't you? Um, a tad because of the glitches. And, oh yeah, and, and, and I kind of like the more colorful kind of world of Oblivion. Skyrim but is I, I think so Skyrim gray. is more colorful. It is. Skyrim yes. is so great. Skyrim has some colorful areas, but it's a lot of the snow and a lot of grayness. But, yeah, I'm not big on the Nord setting. But I do really love Skyrim you know, a lot. You there's a summer mod, right? And I do really? I do it. really love... I think the mechanics are like leaps and bounds better than Oblivion. Like some of the stuff, that the, like remember, the system and stuff is a lot better. My but. first experience with Oblivion was on the Xbox. And I booted it up. I was too young to understand RPGs. Mm-hmm. I got a dagger I stole, ran away, walked into a cave. I talked to this really old lady, and she killed me. And I yeah. was like, what did I do wrong? Sounds like my moral. And I got yeah, mad. Sounds like my Morrowind experience. <laughs> oh, maybe it was Morrowind then. On the original Xbox? Yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Morrowind. Dude, that I, I promise you, I stole a dagger. I ran away because I wanted to go to the people. I walked into the cave. I'm like, oh, this is an old lady, and she's not killing me right now. That game is talked hard to her, as nails, dude. Got them talking to her, she killed me. And I was yeah. like, I still don't understand how anyone ever made it past five hours in Morrowind, because I never have. But, so I'm happy about that. I'm pleased with that. So this has kind of been the summer of RPGs between Witcher and Skyrim. Um, so I'm end? playing that. Um, been playing more Warframe. summer of Luigi. Warframe. Warframe, uh, which I think I've cracked the nut. I know what that game is. That game is grind with your friends. Grind that game is grind wow. with your friends, and, and it's not—it's um, actually not really that hard to grind for things. I, I'm really enjoying it. It's got fun, fast, real fast ninja. We were playing, and one of our friends was like, "I feel like Gray Fox from Metal Gear Solid," and that is to a T mm. what that game is. You just bolt around and you shoot with a machine gun. You hit people with swords, and there's all these different suits, and you build suits. See, and I, watched- I finally figured out. There's certain bosses that drop suit parts, and every suit, they call them Warframes, has three parts you have to have. So you just fight the boss over and over again. So we fought a boss like four or five times last night and got the three parts. What do you like better, Warframe or Destiny? That's what... Um, That's probably not fair, um, because I put probably 100 hours into Destiny 2, and I put 12 into Warframe. Okay, so we'll, we'll check next month. I think you'd have to let me play some more. They're they're very different. I think Warframe has a better grind. Warframe has more to get and has more on the horizon of content and things to what do. What has the better story? Uh, probably Warframe just because it's not <laughs> cartoony nonsense. <laughs> um, I still think that Destiny 1 has the most underutilized world and yes. lore of any game I've ever played. That has a lot of potential and like the Vex and some of the different things. I but. just watched you play a little bit of it and I just sat there and thought Destiny came out and then someone saw Destiny and was like we can do it better. Warframe came out before Destiny. Well, I'm just saying, like yeah. that's what it looks like. That's what's crazy is like 
the game looked like to me that yeah. someone saw it and they're like, we can do it better. Yeah. And made a better game. And There's definitely dual influence there in there. Is. there and, but. and it sounds, so if it came out first, the Destiny saw it and said, we can do this worse. <laughs> but Here's the thing about Warframe that I think inherently makes it better, and I was talking with my friends about this, is my little brother, we've always been trying to get him to play Destiny with us, but it's like, man, when does he jump in? Like, yeah, the game's $12, but like, the DLC just dropped and it's 40 or yeah, we can buy the game and the DLC for twenty, but there's like another whole DLC coming out this fall that's like sixty plus another sixty for another year of content. And what I love is, is it was as simple as, hey, I was telling my brother, hey, we're gonna play Warframe tonight. Make an account and download it, and then you just play with us. Like the updates are free. Mm-hmm. There are updates. There's like eight expansions out right now, and they're all stacked on each other. And they just announced a new one, like an open cyberpunk world, and like a ship battling system. And it is the craziest game. I was saying because I'm 12 hours in, and I'm like, I think I know what the gameplay loop is. And then they drop like a whole new thing on me. I'm like, oh, this is. And it's not like this. And they have like pets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, or like oh there's like gosh. a. There's just there's so much in the game, and it's like let's add this. I love their philosophy. There's a really good documentary about them, and their their philosophy is so opposite to Bungie with with Destiny because Bungie's philosophy is we know what we want to make, we're gonna make it, wait on it. You know what I mean? And we'll charge you what we're gonna charge you. And Warframe's philosophy is uh, we're gonna make this thing in like three weeks and a month. We're gonna ship it. If it glitches, just tell us what's wrong and we'll fix it. Yeah, it's good enough. Ship it. Ship it. Ship it. So they are like the opposite of Bungie, where they're just pushing out things, whether or not they work, whether or not they're great, whether they're okay, and then things that suck, they fix them or they get rid of them, yeah. and they just keep the things that are good. And there's like a level of like iterating in that, yeah. that they're striking gold more often than yeah. Destiny. Whereas Destiny has no momentum right now, because yeah. it's like, we're waiting for September for this update that's yeah. going to be a year in the making, and no one even knows if it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Warframe's like releasing three updates in that time. Yeah. So, so that's Warframe. So Warframe. I, th- I think it's great. I think you would really enjoy it. It's free. Free is the best price. Yeah. And it even is? though it's grindy, it's not unfair. If there's something you want, I, anything I've wanted, I've said, hey, I want to get that weapon. I just play the missions to get the weapon and I craft it. You know, it, it sounds like I might enjoy it. Or I can drop $250 to play all the Pokemon games again. Yeah, you could do that too. Yeah, you know. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Tomato, to- it's it's all the same. In the yeah, end, right. Give Pikachu a staff, and you got Warframe. Yeah, it's basically the same. Yeah, yeah. Thunder So this next game, I, I, I actually was thinking about this game. I want to talk about it with you. Oh really? Because, I, you played it before Stardew Valley. Yeah, I'm and, playing it right now. And, um, I was kind of interested. I was kind of intrigued. I um, uh, I read a book. I forgot the name of the book now. Blood, sweat, and pixels. Blood, Sweat, and Pixels about this, and it sounds really cool. One guy made it, spent years trying to make this game. It's like Harvest Moon, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I think I want to try this out. But then my next immediate thought, when I was thinking this, I was doing stuff in my garage and like building stuff on my, in my garage, and I went, I'm playing freaking Stardew Valley in my life right yeah. now. <laughs> I don't want to, no, yeah. like, and I like I thought that thought immediately left my head. Yeah. I was like, I'm doing stuff for my, I'm doing Stardew Valley. I think Stardew Valley is the perfect game when you feel like you're in the office too much. You feel like you're inside watching too much TV. Yeah. When you're very active, when I've been very active, I haven't had really an interest in playing it. Yeah. But when my life is more sedentary and I'm inside a lot or I work an office job, um, man, it's great. Mm. And it's also, it's beyond that too. It's basically, when you were talking about Pokemon earlier, I was going to say... 
the towns in Pokemon, what I always loved was just like the music and you're walking mm-hmm. through the town yeah. and you learn the layout. And this game, this whole game takes place in one like town region area. Yeah. It reminds me of a Game Boy Advance game where like, like, like Lego Advance City, game. I love that game where like you just have this city and there's just Crazy Al who yeah. sits in his house and watches TV. You know, yeah. Crazy Al. I will say, I'm and still that. Evelyn, who's always in the main part of the town. Yeah. So what I, it's really cool. It is an awesome RPG. They basically drop you in this town. I won't get into all how the setup is, but they basically you get a farm and it is a piece of crap. You've got a ton yeah. of land, but there's just like rocks and it trees. Like my house. Yeah, it's a complete beater. Like you don't have anything. And they give you, like, the basic farm equipment, and they're yeah. like, hey, here's some quests. Like, the one quest is, like, go meet everybody in the town. Yeah. Another quest is, like, go check out the rundown, like, facility, the yeah. rundown community center. And you just start getting immersed in this town, and then, like, I found a cave, and I actually found that you go down into the cave, and one of my quests was, like, go to level five of the cave. So I killed rocks and there's little creatures that you fight and there's like a wizard in there who like gives you a sword yeah. and so it's but then like I got to level 5 and I found an elevator to go back up and then the next quest said go to level 40 of the cave so there's like a roguelite inside of this game yeah, just going down cool. these caves but you can go fishing you can like I find rocks and you it's like do I share yeah. this with the museum and the guy in town who doesn't have anything in his museum or do I sell this for money and yeah. it, but it's not like bad or good or did you play any of the Animal Crossing it's, games no never oh see mm. so this just makes me think of Animal Crossing yeah so I yeah, hear that a lot um, but yeah I just think it's charming it's really cool um I think it's not a game that you just throw yourself into maybe all at once. Mm-hmm. This game, I, I, like I said, it's the main thing I play on my Switch these days. Yeah. Um, I just kind of pick it up, play for 30, 40 minutes or an hour, and just kind of have cool. some fun and make my way through. Yeah, I, I still want to check it out, but I'm playing Stardew House right now. I recommend highly get it on your Switch whenever you get oh, it. Oh, it'll be Switch. That is to me... There's no way I'll play that on I would on never play that on my computer. PC. No way. Yeah. No way, Jose. For no other reason than just it's just not... Cool, cool, cool. Want something you want to lay in bed and play. I want to talk some game news. No, no, no. Not really no, game no, news, no. but maybe game tea. You know, you know that term like talking tea. Game talk. You have the tea. Oh, games and tea. Yeah, let's talk tea. You know that Kermit yeah. drinking tea. You know Kermit the meme yeah. and the meme. Kermit, not the Kermit the Frog. Kermit the meme. This is what this is going to be the Kermit the meme part of this podcast. Oh jeez! So I was reading a thread. Uh, this is news to me. I don't know what's happening. This, yeah, I'm, you're so dropping some bombs. This guy that worked for Valve during he worked on Portal Two, Dota, and some other stuff. Big man. Two very. He days. left. He left Valve, um, but he worked there, and he put out Half a hundred. like one hundred thread thing on Twitter. Like, you know, you can just put thing after thing or whatever. Oh, so there's a hundred different tweets, like, talking about his experience working at Valve. I mean, I guess it wasn't a lot Because of <laughs> Valve has... <laughs> he just loved it so much. He talked yeah. about it for a hundred uh, tweets. Um, because Do Valve... Do you know how he departed the company? Uh, I'm not sure about that. I always ask that with this stuff just because... Sure. Make him a fire. But, but <laughs> Valve um, does have... And it well, there's been other people throughout the years, but I just thought this was interesting to talk about again, to bring it up again. Uh, it has kind of an open structure policy. 
how they how they kind of structured the 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 company. There's no bosses. There's no bosses. There's no, Everybody can work on whatever. You can move all the desks. All the desks roll. All the desks roll. You so can you just can work hop from one, one project to another. To another one. So I remember back in high school learning about this, how they structured their business, and I remember like, whoa, that's awesome. And in college, like talking with people, like that's really cool. And and do, I remember people even doing projects on it, like that's how they do their business. And, and back then, just being so bright eyed, bushy, tell about it, like. And now, like it was, it was like when I was at my last job talking with people, I went, "What's the last freaking game Valve put out?" And, I, and like it, it, it all like kind of like came at the same time for us. We were talking, and I was like, "Wow, that really that structure sucks. That structure is not working. They're not outputting games at, like oh. at a good point. They're working on like Steam and stuff, but like what, like where is like." Half-Life 3, where's all these games, like... Uh, I'm going to fight you on this. Okay. I'm well, I'm, well, I got my boxing gloves on. The following match was scheduled for one fall. Okay, go ahead. But I, I, we were all talking and laughing at the same time because it was just like, wow, they're just, the output is not there with Valve as it was before. Um, and it all struck us like, oh, yeah, this, this policy sucks. And I think there was, at that time, somebody came out and said, yeah, this, like, this work environment, people, like, will work on one thing, and then one person or one leader that kind of uh, like kind of rises up is like hey let's work sure. on this thing and everybody moves their desk over here and then like that's why half like no re- no that no duh that half life 3 has never happened or something like that uh portal 3 whatever um new ip whatever and um yeah so this guy basically said like it sounded like a freaking nightmare you'll have to read it like i'm going to read of, it yeah. of, <laughs> of like that there is and this is this is kind of you know if you think if you really try to think about like running a business or whatever this could easily turn into a nightmare if you think like oh there's no leaders and there's no bosses and stuff sure what he was talking about was like there is a corporate hand in all this or there's somebody that's like has corporate interest in this and they kind of like behind the scenes like Illuminati run everything <laughs> and there is like leaders oh, that, yeah. there's like kind of the the cool kids the clique that kind of r- like run things and if you like kind of go against that you'll find yourself fired and then like oh, wow. one, one thing that was crazy that was like wow I didn't even think about this is they'll hire like bloggers or people that'll come in there and say like like we'll kind of give them good press like wow I went to the Valve Studios and it's it, the structure's awesome and, and, and it's just such a freeing uh, place there just to give kind of good press, it's basically propaganda. But then what they'll do is they'll hire, hire that person on to write and like to write a couple articles and do all this stuff, and then they'll like let that person go very like in a couple months. And what that guy was saying was like that people keep coming in and out like revolving door because those people don't really care that they're getting let go because that shows great on a, on a resume. You know what I mean? They could be like, hey, I worked with Valve, sure. and those people can go, and now they can step up in the industry. So they don't care that they get fired after a month of working there. That's terrible. So the whole thing just sounds like a nightmare, and um, yeah, it just made me think, like, uh, when can we that end, and we just go like make go back to what everybody else is doing and start putting out a better output so of games? I got, I got a couple things. All right, boxing gloves on. It's not necessarily fighting, but I mean, okay. there's a few components of this. I think what you're saying is valid. Definitely that can go wrong, like that kind of a setup. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm like for that kind of setup that's super unorthodox. But two things, really a few things. Number one, yes, that could go really wrong. Same time, I think that that work environment was exactly the same and exactly that same type of environment when they made some of the best games ever made. <laughs> like, 
over 20 years of game yeah. development from Half-Life 1 all the way through Portal yeah. 2 and Left 4 Dead 2. So I think you're going extremes one the other way. Yeah, some people are pissing themselves saying it's the best thing ever. Yeah. And then this guy's on Twitter, obviously he's upset saying it's the worst thing ever and there's Illuminati controlling everything. Yeah. The truth is in the middle. Like mm-hmm. it's got issues, mm-hmm. but it's just another way of doing business. I don't think the I don't think that the problem is what I'm saying is the business structure. I don't think that is the inherent reason yeah. why games aren't getting made. The inherent reason why Valve is not making games right now, or at least single player games, yeah is because their core culture, yes, they're all about work on what you want to work on, but in that, and I've seen this in numerous things, and this is why even Gabe said himself, this is why we're not really focused on single-player games, is the thing you're told is, while you're here at Valve, your goal, your only sole goal outside of working on projects is to find ways to make us more profitable. Yeah. So if you get hired by Valve... Yeah. What is more profitable, to work on a single-player game that will have a limited number of sales yeah. mm-hmm. or to work on one of their multiplayer platforms that has tons of opportunity for yeah. revenue growth or to work on their Steam platform, which has tons of opportunity for revenue growth? Yeah. And so that is why single-player games are getting made. It's not because people can roll their desks and they leave before the project gets done. It's because there is an inherent culture that is focused on profitability. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's good or bad, but I think that the rolling desk thing and the freeform environment, I don't think that's the villain here. It's not contributing, yeah. and it's helping to keep them in where they're at. But I think that the problem is more nuanced. I think it's their goal. They're not failing to make single-player games. Mm-hmm. They don't want to make single-player games. Mm-hmm. They're telling their employees from day one, Come in here, just like if you work at the, you know, where you work. Mm-hmm. Hey, get you need to get sales. You need to get this done. You need to contribute. They've just fully pivoted towards that's yeah. their, their focus. Vision their yeah. vision has changed, yeah. and that's where that's where I get what you're saying. But at the same time, this guy, I don't. I, I think that there have been other people that have been upset, but I have more or less seen over and over again. Even people like the writer who left, who worked on Half Life Three, and then he posted all this stuff. Basically saying, it's just not the focus of the company. Yeah. You can't really get enough people to go on this yeah. possibly so, not profitable so venture quick, when jump, there's other things you can work I, on. I want to jump make on money. that because, yeah, maybe they had that structure, that same like open structure during Half-Life 2, Half-Life, whatever. They did for sure yeah. for 20 years. So, thinking on that just now, Think how hard it freaking was to start making games last gen and the HG generation, and definitely now, like how big the budgets are. Mm-hmm. That open structure might have. I think they hit the peak with like the two peak gens of ago. What they could do it, it, with that open structure, I think they were able to Possibly. knock out Half Life stuff. But like now, when the team like to freaking ma- to make a game, like how many people you freaking need now on a budget? Have you ever now, played Dota Two? That's a super polished game. Like. Have you ever, pl- dude? They can still make a game. I think, but but I, think, I get what you're saying. But what I'm saying is like making uncharted. But what I'm saying is know. with the with that open structure and not having like all hands on deck for a game. Like, could they ever make a Witcher three? There's no freaking way. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. kind of focus. There's they no could way. Not, there's I, no way. But I, but I don't have they ever even been trying to do that. So what I'm but what I'm saying is I think the They've output never the the I'm not saying that they're going to. I'm saying I'm saying that like. That the structure probably hit its peak with like a Half Life. I there's, agree. There's no way they can enter into like current gen game development yeah. with the structure. And I think that's. I think you're right. And I, I think, think even right. Gabe, there was a recent thing where he came out and said like 
we really envy Nintendo, like their output of games. And it's like that's because freaking Nintendo's very extremely focused. Especially like, school. They're they're very they run their studios like school. La- so they make you do homework and everything. They're laser too. focused, and it's um, like you'll have to change your structure if you want to be. <laughs> I, I think maybe he val- he envies that. At the same time, I think that they also understand where they stand in the yeah. industry. I think yeah. that they know they would rather be them than Nintendo because yeah. of the freaking ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, they that's make. what I mean. So when yeah. you think about when you talk about like the expansive product pro- uh, projects they have, yeah, the amount of people you need for a team. All it is is cost has gone up too much, yeah. and then the put resources yeah. towards a game. Sure. So when you include the idea that hey, we have to be profitable, what's profitable is I don't need twenty people working on a single player game. Yeah, yeah, it, and yeah. that's that's why people don't yeah. work on it. Is because, and when I've read things I've read about why Half Life Three initiatives would start yeah. and fail, it's because they'd start with maybe thirty people really excited about an idea. Those people would start trailing yeah. off when they felt like. Is this yeah, really going to yeah. get there? Because yeah. man, I need to keep paying my yeah. bills. So I'm not saying I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I just think to say it, I think it's too simple to say it's because of the rolling desks. That's why they haven't made a single player. I don't think they want to as well, a whole collective. I think there's people in there yeah. that want to, but as a company, if they put their mind to it, these people can do whatever they want. They and have all the Valve, resources. I think in the world. again, I just have to touch people's expectations of Valve are completely wrong. I think Valve, when they first made their all their games, they didn't have the resources and the platforms they had now. Yeah. Now that they've struck some gold yeah. here, they're just gonna keep hitting the way gold. But what, what's so funny is like they have that like Steam being such a cash cow. It's funny because now they, if they would only change the structure, I think they could make incredible output yeah. of games because oh, they have yeah. they have the infinite money. They basically have infinite money. Yeah. So they could possibly they could put boom Half Life Three this year boom like Portal Three boom new IP they could maybe Steam they could they could do so much but they're they're so focused on continuing that profitability it's like that sucks but But that's not true though because even though they're focused on profitability they still are trying weird experiments they're trying the Steam Link. Yeah. They're trying the Steam controller. They're Creating doing a lot with VR. Steam machines. Yeah. They're, they're investing a lot in VR. Yeah. So it's not like they're not trying to propel it forward. They're just not trying to propel it forward with individual pieces of game software. Yeah. And I think once you, they keep saying, you'll hear about Half-Life 3 when we have something to say, I think that they just realize, like, yeah, we could make another first-person shooter Half-Life yeah. on a 2D screen or whatever. Like, but I think that they are, are just going to wait until a new tech is there yeah. to do something really cool with it. Sure. So I, I take it I take it at face value. I don't I know I don't think that was always the plan, but I think they got to a point and it was kind of one of those things. Steam took off. They were mm-hmm. making money other ways. They kind of canceled Half Life Episode Three, and they were like, "We'll just we'll come back to this when there's something to come back to." Yeah. And honestly, have games changed that much since Half Life Two Episode Two? Uh, on scale wise, yeah, absolutely. No, I'm talking about if you were making a first person shooter then and a first person single player shooter oh, now, yeah. no, it has no, not no. changed yeah. that much. Yeah. You could play Half Life 2, Episode yeah. 2 right now. I, and, I feel like Half Life 3. Half Life 3 is like a VR or next. Yeah. It's they could go crazy. over the world, but now that's a different game. Like yeah. if you're going to make a single player first person shooter with some physics stuff, like. VR is your way to yeah. do that. Like, yeah. if they made Half Life Three with on the PS4 and Xbox One and PC right now, and it was just a normal PC yeah. game, it'd be underwhelming. Yeah, it just would. There's nothing they could do. It well, would just figure be it out. Half-Life. Take all that money and make Half Life Three VR. <laughs> Gabe, I know you're watching. I'm gonna read that Twitter thread though because the Illuminati part you, of it sounds really interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested. Read that because it sounds like hell to work there. Well, just, just it's just yeah. funny. <laughs> just at the end of it's funny movie. that we get to get inside on these game developers like. And how they run their businesses. Yeah. Because 
when you think about it, and we were just discussing this a little bit beforehand, dude, they're just they're just wired differently. Yeah. And right now, Valve is just truly wired differently. Yeah, their their whole focus. I mean, when you get to that level of enterprise, that level of service, like to and me, the size I'm of amazed when it happened. I'm amazed that they've grown as big as they have because they don't have dedicated customer support. Yeah. I don't know people who's leading up the customer support. People group love that at Steam. They yeah. probably outsource. Hey, it. one. I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot a little bit, but off of what you just said about the support thing. I read about because I needed something uh, with like one of my pages I run like on Facebook or whatever, and I was googling stuff of like how do you? I needed something changed or I needed something whatever, and I was looking up like how to do it, and some article came up and I was reading it. And I went, oh my gosh, this is like such a dystopian thing we're living in with like social media and stuff but it said like uh yeah this is very this is basically impossible to do it was either change my name on one of my accounts or something whatever and it said this is almost impossible to do um or somebody like still something happens or whatever you're trying to get on support on facebook or instagram because they were saying like they have so many users like facebook and instagram and stuff that like if you sent the support thing because there's so many users and they would get so many requests a day it doesn't make sense for them to answer or help you at all because they have so many users that are growing. Yeah. That like out of like billions users that they have, like if you have a problem, they don't freaking care. Yeah. And I read that and I went, "That sucks so bad. Yeah. Like you are in hell. You were stuck in this yeah. hell of like they have they 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 are so big that that, that you don't matter. You're you're completely. You are a product and you are a slave. Hey, like, that's another, all that you make are. Another like, one. Wow. Make another one. Yeah. It, it was no. whatever issue I had. I, I looked it up and I went, "Oh, I guess that'll never happen." I started laughing. That doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Imagine, but I never thought of it that way. It was like, yeah, the fact that Amazon, they just don't answer those emails. The fact that Amazon is able to do what they do today still, yeah. it won't last. Oh, the customer support that they offer—they do offer really good customer. It won't support. last though. They are too. They're they're getting so big. Yeah. They were forty-five percent of all e-commerce in America. That is so big. Yeah, it's such a big deal. It's so insane, and the fact is, they truly do have the best customer service. Yeah. I was talking, I was talking with somebody yesterday, and was saying I was reading how Jeff Bezos is worth 150 billion dollars, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Can you just just picture that? Like, that's just a number, but like, really think in your head how much 150 billion is. That is such an infinite amount of like money. <laughs> Imagine it just hey. just think about that. Like, think of like 100 million. That's a lot of money to us. Like, you know what I mean? But like well, one little nugget. 150 billion. <laughs> one little nugget. <laughs> that is so right. much money. Wake up one day. But enough about money. No. Uh, no, not enough. enough. You wanted to talk about some Xbox. Yeah. Well, stuff. speaking of. Speaking of the devil. wealthy companies, Speaking. Microsoft. <laughs> um, so we talked a lot at E3 about streaming because yeah. it was very much in and EAs and Microsofts. Uh-huh. EA, very Microsoft, much. Ubisoft. Ubisoft talked yeah, about Yeah, Ubisoft talked about it So three out of the big five, or I don't know, I consider five, I don't really think about Square Enix, um, talked about <laughs> streaming. And I know for us, we kind of have been very nervous about it. And I still have anxiety, not anxiety, but I still have some nervousness about that because I love having the game on my hard drive on PC being able to mod it or being able to do whatever I want um, and on console like it's there um, when you stream games there's latency when you stream games there's issues of availability what yeah. if they decide to take it off that kind of thing now that brings me upon a really interesting interview I watched slash listened to with Phil Spencer and it was on Giant Bomb but they talk about a ton of different things it was a really good interview 
But they asked him like very boldly, like very bluntly, like what is going on with this streaming stuff? And this seems kind of scummy. Yeah. And not they don't say it seems kind of scummy, but <laughs> they were. It, it seems like they're like it seems like that we're just gonna either a stop getting games like fighting games and racing games and intense shooters because you can't stream those, or b like you know it, you know that kind of a thing. So what I thought was really interesting about Phil Spencer's kind of comments on it was that it was very, like, kind of open about it. But at the same time, it kind of gave me a different perspective that I've never thought about, and I wanted to kind of introduce it to you guys and see what you think. So the example he used, um, maybe he didn't use this exact example, but kind of what he was talking about was is movies are platform agnostic, right? Yeah. Um, you Today, they weren't always that way. Like, VHS was how you watched movies. Yeah. Um, but, but you can watch a movie on Netflix... And you can watch that on your TV, mm-hmm. on your phone, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's awesome from a business perspective. But from the consumer perspective, you can be someone who maybe would never buy that movie or maybe would never um, be into anime, say. But you might see it on Netflix and get exposed to it and start watching it and get into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, you are able to buy into things that you never would. Yeah. So one of the things that Phil Spencer said was that for a long time, the gaming industry has only really it's been kind of a gated community where the only way to really play one of these really high budget games was if you invested three hundred to four hundred dollars in a console yeah. or if you bought a PC that could play it. Yeah. And it is still that way today. Like yeah. if you want to play the games, every game that we just talked about, within reason, maybe outside like Stardew Valley, which you could probably play on like a flash, I don't know. But most of these games, even still, like if I wanted if if I was really excited about, you know, the Talos principle and I thought, man, my stepdad would like that game. Yeah. He's not really into video games, but he would like that game. Yeah, how do you get him to I buy cannot it? get that game to him without him buying a box or yeah. me giving him one of my boxes. And what I really liked about Philip Spencer's answer was he said, he's, and he kind of said, he's like, I love hardware. He's like, and we have a hardware team that we are passionate about, and they make the Xbox One. He's like, they're making the next Xbox. He's like, I'm not laying those people off. He's like, I always see hardware being part of our brand, and I always see a dedicated games platform being part of our brand. He said, but... If we want video games to go from being played by hundreds of millions to billions of people and it not just be things like Candy Crush, we want it to be tangible, real games. We want it to break through in the regular mainstream culture. He's like, we have to be less platform specific. We have to find ways to get these games onto phones, Mm -hmm. onto TVs. And he said, streaming is the way to do that. So what he said was, he's like, honestly, not every game is going to work well on streaming. He's like, that's why we're not going to purely streaming or something yeah. in five years. He's like, we're just going to start to try to bring it out to people. So he brought up the game Hellblade. He's like, that's a game that's very simple. It's not very complicated to play. He's like, it's it doesn't require super good latency. He's like, you could play that on a phone. He's like, and it has a lot of mental health you know things yeah. in it. He's like, that's something you could tell your sister about and say, hey, stream this game to your phone and you can use this $20 controller that hooks up to your phone. And he said his vision for streaming is to let down the gates to where you can talk about a game and it's not like, oh, you don't have a PS4, you have an Xbox, uh, you you can't play that game. But, hey, like, you know, you can stream, you know, if you have Netflix or if you have Microsoft's version of Netflix, you can play that game on any device and it doesn't matter who you are or if you're typically a hardcore gamer or not. And so he said he he wants to keep having hardware. He does not see that going away. Um, And he he could be lying, but um, I just thought that was interesting because I've never thought about streaming from the perspective of sharing games with people who I currently can't share games with. 
And I thought that was interesting. Like, yeah. like, cause platform agnostic sounds like, well, what are you going to do about your exclusives? And that is true. Um, but I don't know what do you guys think about that. That was an interesting idea to me as far as it's kind of like future. It's mm-hmm. kind of like 20, but he even says like, we're seeing it with Fortnite because people are playing on their phones, on their switches, yeah. on their PS4s. Well, not their PS4s, <laughs> on their Xboxes, on their PCs, and they're not playing the together. And it's not, hey, I play PS4, or I play Fortnite, but I played on Xbox, or I play Fortnite. Mm, yeah. he's, he's like, it's not like I play Minecraft, but only on Xbox. He's like, I play this game. This game yeah. is the thing that I play, and it's kind of agnostic as to where you play it, and yeah. we can play together, or I can tell you about it, and you can check it out, too. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was just really interesting. Uh, that's a large I, That's a large little nugget. I like the ideal of that, because um, that has been an issue of like telling people, like, man, I played this, and it's like, oh, cool, how do, like, to get them to play it, yeah, they have to buy something, you they, have to, to they have to upgrade their, they have to, yeah, they have, they have to upgrade their PC, they can't play it, they have to buy an Xbox, Switch, PlayStation. I just, here's where my fear is. My brain goes back to 2013. Microsoft gets on stage. Hey, <laughs> this future of this gen is going to be Bright. Games, you're just gonna, they're gonna be connected to the cloud, everything's gonna be cloud, boom, you're gonna have online, digital, these games are gonna be connected to your account, blah, sure. blah. Here's the problem. And, and, and even going back to that, it's like, cool, you're thinking for whatever. I do not trust certain companies yeah. with that kind of power. And I'm not the only one <laughs> that, that looked at that and went, I mean, it, it shows sure. now with Microsoft, but they're like, they're still reeling from that. So I kind of still feel the same with this. Like, I sure. don't trust Microsoft with this. I would be wary still with Sony and Nintendo because this is just a uh, this and is Sony, something. Sony but to me, but twice. but Microsoft in general, I just don't trust with this kind of stuff. I, I, don't, I, I think, don't know. I think the idea yeah. that we're trying to get across and make, correct me if I'm wrong, they sound like they're just trying to provide a service. Not they're, a. They're trying to make money and they're trying to find new customers. That yes. is what they're yeah, trying yeah, to do. Yeah. They know what but do but I think that there's a genuine desire to grow what it means to be a person who plays games. Yeah. Like gaming is becoming wide, widespread. Yeah. But man, it's still. You do not have to buy a $300 box to watch a movie. Yeah. You do not have to buy a $300 box to watch a TV show. You don't have to buy $300 box to read books. But I feel like... Gaming is one of the only mediums that you have to have a very hefty investment on the front end. And I think that I'm interested to see where they go with it. Because if they can successfully do that and make it to where I can I can pay for a subscription, I can share with my family, and I can tell you know whoever, yeah. hey, check this game out, or tell a friend, check it out, man, that's cool. Yeah. If they can figure out the input lag, <clears throat> all that stuff, because I've played like on live when that came out and stuff, and that almost kind of worked... But the that's the one thing where the movie will just play and it's like sure. local the games. The only way they can make this his vision vision work is streaming. Yes, where but the user has to have input and there has to be like feedback on both ends constantly. We are in a, and that is, we are in that a is world hard. where we're trying to find how to move at the speed of light. We're going to figure that latency out. Yeah, that latency is going to be figured out in the next. I just 10 feel years. like this is like a for sure. This is if they can figure sure. it out, then let's think see about that. how far we've come in ten years. They're going to figure that out. This is the conversation we'll be having in four years, like five years. I, I'm with you we'll as far as I hope out. that whenever that's figured out, I still have the ability to have my own box and my own. I like running games off of hardware. I like, but we, yeah. but our parents like playing songs off of discs and yeah. off of records. Yeah. And you know what? We use Spotify and. 
Dude, I'm telling you right now, that's our kids will engage with games much more on that end. Yeah, on probably. the streaming end. Probably. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying if ultimately it means more people are playing games, that could be yeah. a cool thing. Mm. Music, I've gone that way. But, man, when it comes to, like, games, I own a lot of physical media. And yeah. I still want to own, like, a physical thing. I just don't want to I feel like I'm being pushed out with that with manuals going, that, going away. I don't know. But I feel like there's just... Maybe we're just a bunch get... of old guys about to die. Yeah. So the streaming, the streaming, Our another chapter in the streaming. I mean, saga. streaming would bring down a lot of, a lot of it, like production costs for just the hard physical media as well. Alone would be enough of a cost cutter to be like, man, we can put more money into a game because we don't have to worry about. Producing. Well, it solves distribution. Yeah, it solves a lot of issues. They but I don't hmm. think those savings go to the consumer because the games are still fifty nine ninety nine digital. You know what I mean? No, no, no. Of a streaming service. They're a service. You're paying oh, for so streaming service. You're paying $40 a month. Yeah. It's 10 bucks a month. Yeah, you wouldn't man. be paying 40 you'd be paying 10 yeah. Well, I mean, come on now. Netflix is still $12, and they have tons of stuff. Yeah, It'll movies be Movies are different than games, I think. What I what cannot happen is I cannot have every publisher having their own freaking PlayStation but the, now. But the consumers will reject that. But Because they reject it with video. Uh, it, one thing that's kind of weird with this is... They're not rejecting it. It's happening everywhere. I've moved the on... The consumers are already groaning like, dude, I do not want to pay for eight video services. Yeah, people are starting to pick and choose. People are canceling Netflix. People are canceling Hulu. People yeah, are, but guess what? You cancel it. All right, we're still here. And you'll come back around and get it again. I, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's here's the thing. Here's the big difference, though, for me. Apple Music, I've jumped on that. That's how I get my music. Sure. I, I boom, I jump in. Oh, I want to check out that album. Oh, I can. I have the, I have infinite albums but that I can not, check through. And, labels and, don't have their own streaming. Services, and I consume though. I consume that media very quickly. I can consume it in the car and an hour drive to a job or whatever. And then like movies are the same way. Like oh, I want to check out that movie, and you, you sit for an hour or whatever. Games are when you pay twenty bucks a month, and it's like some of these games. Are like fifty hours long. Breath of the Wild's like a hundred something. If you want to like really discover it, sure. And it's like with Apple Music, I'm listening to like multiple albums a month quickly. You know so what I mean? Like, you've never watched a TV it, show that's six seasons long. Yes, I see so that. So that it's the same thing. But I can. It's the same exact thing. But you watched all ten seasons of the X Files. It's yes, the same thing. but I can jump in on a movie. I can jump on that. I get, can, I get what you're saying about the seasons. And you can play but, quick short games like Brave that are three hours long. But I can jump in on an episode, and I watch an episode in like 25 minutes or 30 you minutes. You can play for an hour and save. Sure. It's the same thing. But it's what I'm saying thing. is like if these subscriptions come out and they're 20 bucks, 30 bucks a month, whatever, for all these games, it's like... I don't think uh, cost wise I couldn't do that. I couldn't yeah. justify that. You I, know what I mean I wouldn't. I mean right now Yeah, I can't it, justify that. To me like I, the most I could justify is 10 15 bucks a month. Yeah. And I already because I already buy games. Now if you weren't buying games at all, if if everybody stopped selling games, shoot. I don't want that to happen, but There's if everyone no stopped selling games, you could not way. buy them. There's no way. You would probably you want to get all those games get Nintendo service. Yeah. Uh, you would probably get Sony service. But that would be really... Uh, it would suck. It would really suck. <laughs> I, I don't... I don't really like it. The more that. we're talking about this, the more I'm like, this is stupid, let's not do this. <laughs> but that's where I, I don't... I, I, I think... Eventually, I think that will all be... 
be that's available 20 years what? from now, 30 years from now. I don't think that's coming anytime soon, though. Yeah, yeah. Google running I, think, I think the main thing is is that starting out, I think it's going to be more of a split. I think it's just going to be available, but you can also yeah. do this. We already have a PlayStation now. The other thing Phil Spencer said that I thought was really interesting was since they've been putting, because now they put their first-party games, like State of Decay, yeah. Sea of Thieves, they put them on the streaming service day and date when they launch. And he said that they do internal forecasting for all their games, like what they think it'll sell. Yeah. And he said that actually Sea of Thieves and Save Decay both sold way more than they thought they would. Yeah. Because they knew they were going to be on streaming service, so they're like, a lot of people aren't going to buy this. Because they said what was happening was it would come out and everybody all of a sudden had it in their streaming service and were playing it. People saw their friends playing it and were buying it. Yeah. So he's like, honestly, like people laughed at us when we said we were going to do that because they're like, no one's going to buy your game. He's like, actually, our sales were better than what we projected for both of those games. Yeah. Because it's free word of mouth. Because you instantly have, I don't know how many subscribers they have, let's say it's 2 million. Yeah. Instantly have, you know, 300,000, 400,000 people playing Sea of Thieves well, day it comes out. Yeah. Come episode 80 of Three West Podcast, we'll be talking about this. I'll have my AR Again. glasses on. We'll have, you know, yeah. stuff floating around the screen and we'll not own a piece of physical media. Hey, I'd love to know because we have, we've been talking about this about people who watch our show. A lot of you guys, just in talking to you, are like, you know, teenager kind of age, like, yeah, some younger shit, people. I'm really curious, like, as people who are young, because now I'm old enough, I've got money, I can buy all the games in the world. When I was 15, I could not. I could yeah. buy one game a year, and if you told me then, hey, maybe mom buys a streaming service 10 bucks a month and I can play whatever Xbox releases, yeah. I'd have signed up for that. So, I'm just curious, like, for maybe some of you guys, like, does this, does streaming sound like something you would prefer, or is it kind of a mix, or do you for sure like buying your own games? Because, even if I were to think of this when I was younger and I didn't have disposable income, yeah. man, it would have been nice. It would have been listen, nice. Think with your wallet. Think of us, three old guys. <laughs> don't support this stuff because we don't like it. You're Moving becoming, on. We're becoming our parents. <laughs> Moving on uh, to, you know what, I want to leave this world because I'm sick of Microsoft streaming. You want to go out all west. Stuff. I want to go out west. I want to leave this world. Westworld. <laughs> uh, the season finale uh, <clears throat> came out. Really freaking, really freaking love that show. Wow. This show is yeah, super divisive. Um, all I hear from you and our other friends is how much they love it, and all I hear in like podcasts and people, they hate it. People hate that this show. This show took, it makes a, no sense. took a turn halfway through this uh, season where it said, you know what? We really like Lost, and we really like just mystery and just going bonkers. And that's what this season Seen did. it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So um, yeah, this so this season really built up to something that's kind of been really people have been waiting on with the show and looking forward to next season, which will probably can't wait to next season. Walking Dead, but this show is for people that like shows like Lost or Leftovers that are into that kind of mystery. Um, And this show just really went deeper than what I thought it was going to. I'm glad you're enjoying it. So I'm having a good time. You're probably the only one I know right now. My coworker is talking about because he says his wife makes him watch it. Yeah. He says he wants to blow his brains out every time they do. Because so, uh, he just loves it so much. Wow. Oh yeah. He. I mean, he loves it. It's just funny. It. Why are those shows like Lost and stuff like that? I mean, it's just so like split. There's never just like it was an okay show. You know what I mean? It's it, just like it. Has, you love it. You hate it. Yeah. And it's just it's just the style. It's, it's the something. style of the shows, and it's how they're. Who it's they're what you're into because they they really play around with the audience, and it's like if you're into that and going online and reading theories and and checking what at like 
even listening to podcasts about it. See, and like, that's cra- like, like that's it's another experience on top of that. And Lost was kind of like the one like that was really the start of it when it came to like going on podcasts yeah. and kind of really picking apart stuff like that. I the had internet podcast I listen to. Every it's week. just those type of shows. They just pick a crowd and they run with them, yeah. and that's it. And then everybody if else. You're not I think what Steph, happens is, is you see those crowds forming, and then you watch the show, and then you don't like it, and then you're like immediately like even more antagonized. <laughs> people like this so much that they have a podcast, and people get real gross like, about yeah, it. Yeah. So I, I, I like Westworld, and back on Lost, uh, me and my wife started up watching Lost again. Um, I last time yeah, I watched man. it, I think was like twenty twelve ish. That's a show you can go back to, every few and years. I've seen yeah. it about three times, maybe three or four yeah. times. I've watched Gosh. the show uh, here and there. I missed some episodes, watching with other people, and like caught certain seasons. But basically, three or four times I've seen the show. Man, starting again fresh. Uh, man, it's just I'm already. Has I'm still tearing up. Part? I'm still tearing up the same episode. She's seen it before. Okay, so oh, you guys, this, is, this is her second time through. So she's like show. noticing stuff. I'm actually noticing stuff I haven't. It's like reading. Like I forgot like about reading um, books and stuff like that. Uh, Semi spoiler for people that have not seen Lost, but I'm, I'm I want to talk about this because I thought it was really cool. Um, something I noticed this time: John Locke. You've seen it, haven't you? Yes. you we, we've all went through it. Uh, John Locke um, works at like a box company or whatever. Mm-hmm. And during one of the transitions, because they do they do flashbacks in this show, uh, he's working on he's working on like kind of a calculator machine, mm-hmm. and like the thing that kind of spits out the paper or whatever he's working on makes a certain noise. And being like now that I'm like listening to like the smoke monster and stuff, it's the same noise the smoke monster like oh, makes. Yeah. At certain times, he makes certain like sound effects or whatever the yeah. smoke monster or whatever, and it's the same sound as like John Locke's thing. And I went, "Oh my gosh!" I had never noticed that before. I don't know if that was so intentional, or whatever, because there's so many things hidden. Because the smoke monster to me is the past. It's like you know things you're holding on to, Demons, things you things need, to, yeah, things you need to move on from in your life that it's are holding you back. Yeah, it's gonna get you. And it's like, what? Just... What if like John Locke and like that was not a good time in his life, like, his boss and stuff kind of sucked. I wonder if that's, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you saw that, but, like, in the show, in that first season, he's like, I saw it and it's beautiful. But then other people, like, Boone, I totally forgot about this, like, basically sees, sees uh, Shannon die. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Locke is like, is that what it showed you? And it's like, that didn't, that's not what I saw. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and people got to see different things, and, like, he's kind of holding on to Shannon. Interesting yep. stuff. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast just on I I but, love that show, but so that much, is such man. a great show. That's my favorite show of all time. Man. It's, it's a just phenomenal the, the show. community, the characters, and the way that they interact with one yeah. another. Best actors, it, like for every single actor, I love on there. But yeah, one of a kind show. But uh, yeah, I saw all that stuff. Um, the toys that made us have a second season, very cool. It just goes into different toys. This season was like Lego, Hello Kitty, uh, Transformers. Even if you don't, I, I don't care about Hello Kitty, but it's cool to like learn the history. I think of it. I have trouble. I've never watched it. I might need to check it out sometime. It doesn't appeal to me. It doesn't interest me because I'm not really a collector. Sure. And I don't do a lot of like, but toys weren't in my wheelhouse. But like but this, the history sounds yes, cool. Yes, because like like I said, I'm not in Hello Kitty, but. I was kind of want to learn about that. And like Lego, I don't play Lego, yeah. but I want to learn about the I just history don't, of that. And maybe I could be wrong. I just remember growing up around video games more than toys. You're not yeah. a toys guy? 
No. Well, I was always more. I played a lot with a lot of toys when I was younger. There's a lot of Star Wars toys. No, never. Legos. I played with my bathtub. That was all I ever did. And I'm like, I have like a little speeder, and like I put Luke Skywalker on it, chasing his toys. We should do like a hangouts with you in the bathtub, like playing Give me with like toys. flashbacks to yeah, what remains to? of Edith yeah. Finch. Yeah. All right, look forward to that. You can't watch it on YouTube. You have to go to yeah, other sites. Yeah, it'll be on uh, Pornhub. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out on there. Um, oh, get on the movies, please. Uh, <laughs> So I uh, went and watched a uh, Dude, movie in the theater. I want to see this so bad. Won't you be my neighbor? Oh, won't you be my neighbor? Won't the Mister Rogers documentary. Mister Rogers for some of our younger fans, maybe they don't know. Uh, Mister Rogers was, you know, went on PBS. It was a kids show. Very wholesome guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, just very nice guy. Just very, good, good very, guy nice, very nice. You never hear a bad story from him. You know, you're like, ah, Mister Rogers tripped my kid and he fell. Yeah. It's always like he stuck with me and Save talked with me for thirty minutes, and I'm just nobody. <laughs> and it's just cool stories like that. Just people he would always spend time with me and stuff. But um, what's kind of I want to like a side note on this. Uh, me and Chelsea got a um, a AMC gift card uh, as like a wedding present, and it was fifty dollars. Went to AMC to go see this and. Us getting the ticket was like twelve or thirteen bucks each, and then getting we got popcorn and she got a drink and I got a drink. It spent that whole gift card. Yeah. On one going to the movie, I never, I rarely go to the movies. We go to the movies for like Star Wars yeah. and stuff. It is expensive. Like yeah. going to the movies is like oh, the, once you get snacks, you're dropping almost yeah. bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I if I do go to the movies, I'm I usually don't buy the snacks and stuff. But because they have the gift cards, like, yeah, we'll just do it. And it's like, you, it's like, it's like you have fifteen cents left on this card. And I went, oh, Trash this can. is why I never get popcorn and stuff. But I enjoyed it because I didn't pay for it and stuff. Oh, and shouts out on one of the hangouts. Uh, I think this was I'm going to shout out Meister G. I think it was him that gave me this tip to like put a straw in the popcorn. Yeah, he got that from another yeah to like. Pour but, the the yeah. butter in there. There's a and YouTuber there. named John Campy that talks about that. Wait, what? Okay, Master G, you ripped off John Campy. Yeah, Maybe... I, I've seen Master G. Well, there. Okay, okay. So uh, it's a good tip, though. Yeah. So really that tip freaking works. Put a straw in the popcorn. Put the straw in the popcorn uh, and put the butter in there, yeah. and it goes throughout. It like it's a great tip. It goes throughout the whole thing. Now, because if you only do butter on the top, been, it only I've gets never on been to one where they give you the butter, like where you can and pump it yourself. The AMC. Well, that's when you go yeah, and so get, I heard that tip, and you I get the popcorn, the and then you put a straw. Like, hey, can you put more butter? And then you like you slide it on the counter. Yeah, can this you... one is self pour. Maestro G, so the popcorn maestro. Shouts out, Maestro G, popcorn maestro trick. G, our man. Uh, so yeah, once you be my neighbor, um, I was in tears. Tears were streaming down my face as I watched this video. Like multiple parts, I was like. That's why I want to see it. Like choking up. It's actually that same YouTuber I just mentioned. He put out a video, um, and he basically he he's an interesting YouTuber. He does a lot of movie reviews, um, but he basically was like, "Hey, I'm gonna put out this video." He's like, "I don't really ever talk about faith," and I didn't know this because yeah. I, I I just watch his YouTube reviews sometimes. He's a pretty opinionated guy. But he's interesting. Yeah, you would never know that he has any kind of inclination towards faith or anything. Yeah. And basically, he goes on this rant of just like, he basically you find out because I didn't know this. Like this YouTuber guy, he like he used to be like really in the church world, and yeah. he studied theology, and yeah. he um, he just was so touched by this movie. He's like a good movie, like will change the way you think about things. He's yeah. like, 
um, a truly like one of a kind movie will make you want to be a better person. Yeah. And that's what he said about this movie is he said it just made him want to be so much more like yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And uh, that made that's, me really yeah, want to watch cool. it. Yeah, this, uh, that's awesome. it's funny because uh, his son during one point says something like, I forgot what it is exactly. It's like, it's kind of hard when your dad's uh, second coming of Christ. That got a good laugh in the theater. But this was just a good, wholesome movie. There's no, like, I, I think yeah, and, then like turned, and then he did this. Yeah, then he did this. There was no, there was nothing like that. There was nothing like, like, hey, let's look at that man's life and how he lived it. It's just like. So genuine to people. It's so I've genuine. Heard. And at the very end of the movie, I think even people in the movie ask this. It's like. Man, you don't really. We don't really have that kind of figure anymore. Yeah, around. You know what I mean? Like, there's nobody you can kind of point to of like, ah, oh, that guy was just so generous. That woman is. I, I'm sure there's nice people in the world. There, <laughs> there is Mr. Rogers. They don't people, have a platform, but they don't have a platform like yeah. he did. Or if That's they do, the I mean, platforms, yeah. the platforms today are so splintered too. Because maybe there's a YouTuber out there who's great for kids and stuff. Yeah, man, he's one in a sea of a million. Like, yeah, the, yeah. Mr. Rogers had PBS lockdown. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel mean? Like, like we're the Mr. Rogers. We need more subscribers. <laughs> if only people knew how awesome I was, how nice I was to Microsoft and people like that. Yeah, earlier when I said people were pissing themselves. <laughs> uh, no, that's the other thing and I gotta, I gotta watch this movie, but... But um, I was in tears, like, I was like trying, I was just wiping tears. There, uh, I, just, I, I heard just it, some I of the things he took it. a stand for or some yeah. of the, not even that, maybe just some of the, I mean, in 1950s or 1960s America, if you're a Methodist minister, you had every reason, whatever. Presbyterian. Presbyterian. Okay, mainline evangelical, you got plenty of reasons to not be great to black people. Yeah. You know, it's very convenient to not be great to yeah. gays. It's very convenient. And, like, just from what I hear in this movie, like, he just, like, yeah. man, he loves people. Yeah. And he's so genuine. So, awesome, awesome movie. Um, I think I am, you know, I think I could be the new Mr. Rogers, honestly. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think so, that's it for me. So, for I, I, uh, I want to watch that. I... I watched two movies recently. One movie I've seen before. This is Tale of Two Movies. Um, End of Evangelion. I have a buddy who I recommended the show Neon Genesis Evangelion. If you've never seen it, it's an anime. It was made in the 90s. And it ran for one season. It was like 26 episodes. um, uh, Really 24 and then... Very influential. A couple sketches there at the end. It's a really interesting show about these kids who are fighting these... Uh, aliens? Uh, you don't really know what they are, but they're in these big machines, and then it kind of takes some interesting turns. And then, basically, the show ended, and there was like not a lot of resolution. You didn't know what would happen, so they made a movie of it. Um, and I went back and watched this movie again. And so this is your like second viewing? Yeah, this is my second viewing, and I hadn't, I hadn't seen the show in a long time. Uh, that movie is so cool, dude. It is. And it is like, was it the it, one that It was... is so... <laughs> no. No. It is um, so intense, and something I didn't realize now that I've taken some time away and watched it, it's like split in half. Actually, I think it was. It was. It's the weirdest movie because there's credits in the middle of the movie, and the first half is like balls-to-the-walls action, yeah. and the second half is like de- deconstruct your mind. Like yeah. Metal Does Gear, it start with Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid 2, like down. blow your mind stuff, so... Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't really want to just talk a lot about it, but um, to can't if you've never seen it. Um, and if you have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. I've but never seen Evangelion. Here's my endorsement. So. Man, uh, find it. I don't know if it's on well, the best way to watch it. If you're into anime, or even if you're not, like it's not really a traditional anime, 
Check out uh, Evangelion. Uh, my buddy also is not big into anime, and he watched the whole series in the movie and loved it. Okay. Um, second movie that I watched, I just watched this the other night with my girlfriend and then another couple, was a movie called The Vavitch. The Vavitch. The Witch. Um, so this movie came out in 2015. It's a precursor to The Witcher. Uh, yeah. Interesting you say that. Um, it is... The side it quest center. Horror? I would say it's a horror movie. It's, it's a horror horror movie oh. it's definitely uh unsettling uh very unsettling i would say it's more horror in the vein of the shining mm-hmm. than oh. than uh, it's scarier i think it's scarier than the shining but it's more in that vein than like i don't know emily rose i don't know yeah. like one of those movies where like it's just this, like crap pop or the Conjuring. is there jump scares or you're just scared mm-hmm. uh there are no jump scares there are a couple like real startling things that happen, but the biggest scares in that movie are the most long, drawn-out shots, and yeah. you see what's happening, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, I can't handle that this is happening. Yeah. It's not, oh, God, it's not, it's not gore. I'm well, kind of interested in this movie. It, yeah, so I was going to say, I would recommend it to yeah. you. Um, let me go off what was really spectacular about it. Spectacular cinematography. This movie takes place in, I'll say, 1600s America, New mm. England. So, um, man, you just really are in that feeling of... And I kind of felt this similar with The Revenant of just like, just like, man, we are in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like, man, we have no resource. Like, yeah. we are... We have nothing. You know yeah. what I mean? That kind of a thing. Um, and so what happens in this movie early on, it's a family. And just very early on, they are you know in a situation where... Uh, man, they they have no recourse. Like they got to live off the land. They got to make this work. Yeah. And uh, man, they get your attention right away. Something happens in the first ten minutes of this movie. Um, it's brutal in, in a way that like you would see in like The Witcher three. And it's funny that you mentioned The Witcher just because um, uh, there are things in this movie that are very kind of Scandinavian almost in the way that they're presented. Like. I will. I won't say creature. I won't say person. I won't say things. But it reminded me of like The Witcher, the way it deals yeah. with like folk tales. Um, and when the movie first starts, it says this is based on several New England folk tales, and it reminded me of how The Witcher was kind of folk taley. Um, this isn't funny though, like The Witcher is, or this isn't like you know. It, this is a dark um, but interesting movie. Um, well, the the setting because it's 1600s America, they are extremely. Um, Presby- I don't know if it's they're Anglican. They're they're kind of uh, they're very Church of England, like very religious. This, Puritans. This, this family is Puritans, exactly. Man, that religion degree going to use. <laughs> they are very religious, really and they just just the way what happens and the way they try to deal with it, and then the outcome of it all. I just found it very enthralling yeah. and very interesting. So, I highly recommend the witch. Um, cool. If you the don't, witch and the witcher. If you don't do well with um, psychological hauntings. It's not even that, man. If if you just can't watch like long drawn out shots, or you know what I mean, like you might have trouble with that. Fine, like getting ripped out and you're actually watching. No, it. no, 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 nothing like that. Okay, well, I mean, um, give me an example. I can't. I don't want to get into it. Um, it's so not, you like this is not a gory gore fest. There, there is blood and stuff, but this is not a gore fest. Um, it's just like a really just disturbing but interesting kind of thing. Is so, it the type cool. of movie? And we get, we're almost done. I just want to make sure I, hit, I understand. That when you leave, you're kind of like, you're fricked up for the next couple of days. 
No, no, it's not that kind of movie. Because, uh, at least for me, there's a fantasy element to it that is like, okay, that's the fantasy element. And then to me, it's more like, man, like... It makes you think about family dynamics. It makes you think about the way families and individuals deal with things and the way their religion or different things interpret what's, you know, what's happening. And it just makes you, like, wonder, like, man, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay. Cool. All so, right. Well, that is good. our podcast, movies, TV shows, games. It's always good to be able to talk and to more. Uh, so, again, I am Fred Rogers. Oh, wait. No, I'm Dweebo. Sorry. I just, you know... This kind of came out. Second coming of Fred Rogers. Second coming of Fred Rogers. Uh, But uh, won't you be our neighbor? Won't you subscribe? Won't you check out our Twitter at DweeboYT? Won't you be? Won't you be our follower? That's that. That was in the unreleased season. They showed that director's cut. Yeah, I really hope we don't get cut. They they did show at the very end. It's pretty cool. He did like a Twitch stream. Mm Mm-hmm. That was really nice. Yeah, Can you he... imagine if Mr. Rogers had a Twitch stream? Oh, this is so I nice. feel like Twitch, Twitter, uh, Twitter, Twitch oh. would be a lot better place. Oh, look at this. Oh, what? The Witcher? Oh, what are they doing to that woman? Oh, what is going on? I do not like this type of game. He was like, in this, in the movie, going back on that, he was like so against like TV and stuff. He hated TV. He was oh. like, when he, that's what really got him into TV. He was like, he looked at it and was like, this sucks. I'm going to make this better. better. I'm going to make it better. So, so he would have So he actually would hate Twitch immensely. And then he would make his own Twitch. He would make his own better. Twitch. That would be awesome. Well, uh, tune in next time. You might see a Fred Rogers level Twitch stream from us with our Hangouts. We're going to do some more of those. Been doing those on like Thursday at 6.30 Eastern. So check those good out. To, good to have him back. We need to get a way out going. We still gotta get a way out going. I feel like that's gonna be the gr- a good one. So look forward to this Thursday. You never know what you're gonna get. It's a box of chocolates. But uh, yeah, thanks for watching, and we will see. We will see you later. I feel like I feel like you can do that better. Like a better. Everyone do their best Fred Rogers impression. Go. Well, hold on. I need. I need to. I no, need just to... say it. Just say, "Won't you be my neighbor?" To the camera. That's it. That's all we'll do. Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you be my neighbor? I really like you. I like you a lot. Just the way you are. And won't you... Why don't you be my neighbor? Good night. Good night.